Welcome everyone to podcast episode number 75 of Calling the Power Ring. I am your host, Matt Turner. With me as always, my partner, my good buddy, from the team Blue and Gold, the one and only Macho King Andy Hedder. Oh yeah! Had to do that. Macho King, how's it going? Good. As we are taping this, it is the Macho Man's birthday. I saw Lanny Papa put something out on Twitter saying, Oh, is it? Maybe it was yesterday or maybe it's tomorrow, but I think it's today. I thought I saw something uh, earlier today that was Macho Man's birthday. So you are the Macho King for this next hour and a half, sir. How about that? I, I was not aware of that. It's unbelievable, brother. Mm-hmm. Cream of the crap. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's I, pretty good. Thank you. I, I uh, try and practice my Macho Man every now and then. <laughs> Every now and again, yeah. sir, as always, we have a loaded show. Our main event part of the podcast will be our full game review. We'll see how we did on our predictions. Um, I did watch. I, I pulled something off that I didn't think I'd be able to pull off. I actually watched more wrestling this week than normal. Wow. It's, there's so much anymore. It's a, I, I have trouble getting it all in. And it was all <laughs> trouble wrestling. getting half actually, of it. Actually, yeah, there was something I watched, and we'll get into it in a few minutes. There's something I watched like two weeks ago. That I was watching this morning, and I was like, "How do I now?" I even told Amber, I said, "How do I not remember this?" She goes, "Maybe it wasn't something important." I'm going to tease for later in the show. Mm. She goes, what did, "I said this thing's super important." I was like, "How did I not?" This happened two weeks ago. I'm like, "I got," I, I literally grabbed my podcast notebook. I'm like, "I need to talk about this." Obviously, we're going to do some comic talk, but we got to get right into it, sir. Obviously, from obviously a lot, obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously. The biggest news to come out of the basically what we do, in my opinion and probably yours as well, is the return to the wrestling studio, or wrestling in general, wrestling world. CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. How about that? What's the show called? Yeah. Backstage? I've never seen this show. I don't even know when it comes on, or where it comes on, but, uh, yeah, he came out, and, uh, apparently they didn't tell anyone, the only person that knew on the show was Renee, because Booker T was there, Samoa Joe, and Adam Cole, right? I think that was it? Yep. Yeah, and he, he came out, they hit, hit the cult personality, and he comes out, and then does a little almost Roddy Piper-esque promo and it says I'll see you next week it's like well I guess he's back I mean people are like oh he's signed with Fox and he's not gonna wrestle it's like yeah but Brock Lesnar wasn't gonna wrestle until they put him in the video game and then you know how many years has he been back now Kurt Angle wasn't gonna wrestle until they put him in the video game and then he you know teamed with the Shield and had so many matches so it may, maybe he, it's not saying he's wrestling right now but he's it's opening the door so you know eventually that's what I think yeah, I've gotten a lot of people calling me, uh, some childhood friends of mine calling me, texting me. Um, uh, I've also, you know, I've had a lot of people asking me, a lot of questions, DMing me on social media. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go into a little rant here. If you feel free to cut me off, good sir. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm going to be biased here for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, my, my now I haven't talked to Punk in about six years. I, I, I do not have a bad thing to say about him. He was fantastic to me when he was my trainer mm-hmm. when I was in the ring of honor he was great when he was in OVW and WWE I talked to him quite a bit um, always uh, super cool to me always helped me out when he could uh, always gave me advice and I even sent some of my tapes so long ago this was tapes kids tapes down to OVW so like he can he would critique them or critique some stuff I think Steamboat as well I forget it was a long time ago but anywho uh, we always talk in this podcast Sir, that we always want to uh, focus on the positive on a lot of things, and we want you know wrestling and bold to be better, and comic books and behold to be to be better. Obviously, wrestling now is more healthy than it's ever been, but it seems like the top dog seems to be you know declining a little. Yeah. So CM Punk returning to WWE TV is not a good thing; it's a great thing. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. 
Um, it's spectacular. It's amazing. All the Spider-Man adjectives. It's Webo. <laughs> sensational. It's 20, sensational is twenty ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's unlimited. Remember Spider-Man Unlimited? <laughs> it's uh, ultimate, deep cut. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where uh, my, uh, Miles Morales first came. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's obviously a great thing. I, I know that there was rumors about about a month ago that he was going to be... He was te- uh, screen testing for the show. Then you didn't hear anything about it. Now, from what I understand, he's going to be paid paid for by Fox. Yeah. Not WWE. So you have a lot of people saying, well, you know, like how you just said a few minutes ago that, well, he's not going to be, he's not a WWE employee. One of the reasons why Punk hasn't come back in almost six years, it'll be six years this Royal Rumble, because it was the Royal Rumble before WrestleMania 30, that was his last, and we're, what, two, three months away from the Royal Rumble, so it's almost been, let's round up six years. One of the reasons why Punk hasn't come back in six years is he hasn't really watched the product at all. So if you're, if there's something that you like or something you're passionate about and you get away from, you don't have that passion at all towards, you know, I'm not, if I'm not if I'm out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been watching wrestling. He has one of the reasons why he has no itch. I mean, I know there's a lot of different reasons that it's been well documented on Cabana's podcast and everything else while he quit the WWE. And but he just he hasn't watched anything. Now he's going to be on the show. And he's going to be forced to watch. Yeah, he, that's his whole reason for being there is to give his opinion on what he's seeing. Yeah, and I guess they said one of the one of the, the I guess one of the things one of the, the, the dilemmas was he wasn't going to sugarcoat anything, which is good because so you know I mean, a, yep, you know that's yeah, like gonna, back in the day the uh, the Xbox magazine rated all the Xbox games with good ratings. It's like well they can't all be good, you know, <laughs> but they're super biased. So I mean I, I would want someone on that show if they're gonna treat it like a sports show I mean you know not everybody on sports shows says oh this was great the best game ever you know so what he's going to see when he's reviewing these WWE NXT things he's going to be reviewing the Elias doing the same shtick the uh, boring Baron Corbin matches storylines that make no sense these god awful Lana Russo Bobby Lashley storylines that are just terrible and, and you know you know not to cut you off everyone says oh but look how many views it gets on youtube okay that's great but is that selling tickets to the shows does that get network subscribers is that getting people to watch raw or smackdown no so i don't know how how they benefit but he's also going to be seeing you know great matches like adam cole's going to be in or guys against the air or matt riddle or obviously some of his old friends, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, Daniel Bryan. So it's like, you think once he's been watching that, he's not like, if he was doing this, if he did this show, so I was the show two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one of the first matches he watched was Adam Cole. Daniel and Daniel Bryan, he'd be like, I think he started getting a little itchy. I think you'd so, have, you'd, yeah, how could you not, unless you were, you know, so hurt you could never wrestle again. Yeah, so, and plus, you know, he if he does come back, He's going to only select a few matches, a yeah. few shows, and it's going to make millions plus yeah. merchandise. Big time money. So, like, you know, it will it happen in Royal Rumble? No. WrestleMania? Uh, probably. Next year's Saudi Arabia show? I, I would think so. Especially when they throw all that kind of money at him, you know? It's a matter of time. No, he was very adamant he will not. Oh, uh, is he not going to go over there? 50 million, he will, he will not go over there. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, hey, Brian, Brian Danielson, Dan Ryan does not go over there, so maybe not, but you never know. <laughs> that money. But he will wrestle. But Come on now. If anyone thinks I, he's I, not going to, they're nuts. I think he's going to. I think now it's just a matter. Of, it's just a matter of time because he's going to be around the product. But if, say even if he doesn't wrestle, and say each one of them, they said he's not going to do every show. But each one of these backstage shows, he says ten things. 
about the product. Even if the WWE listens to one of them and puts it in the right direction, they're going to improve on the product. Yeah, ho- hopefully. We would think so. And Or they just say, oh, we don't want him on the show anymore because he's, he's making our stuff look bad. But then why would you even bring him on? It's not, it wasn't his decision. It was Fox's Yeah, decision. yeah. It's Fox's show. It's like basically the same way. And I know you don't watch sports. It's basically like why Troy Aikman, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback that played for the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, he is a play-by-play guy for NFL and Fox. His checks do not come from the NFL. They come from Fox. Oh, okay. With, uh, you know, people, certain people in baseball and whatnot. So basically, it's exactly what Punk's doing. And it may even lead to a commentary job because I believe Fox was the ones that chose their commentary team that they wanted for SmackDown. I mean, geez, they paid, you know, over a billion dollars for it. They, they're going to have some say in it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I would want so if I paid that much money. My God. So... Now, here, here's a couple things I'm going to throw at you. From what I understand, since they started this backstage show about a month ago, that they've averaged 49,000 viewers. That's it. Not yeah. 490,000, 49,000 viewers. Yeah, so that's like a I fraction guess. of Raw or SmackDown. It's a fraction of NXT. So, I guess the show airs Tuesdays at 11 o'clock. I do have it on DVR when I get home um, later, just, just to remind myself. How many views do you think the show on Tuesday is going to get? I'd say it gets a bump. I don't think it's going to get a really high bump, but it was definitely getting a bump. So what, what was it at? 49,000 overall? 49,000. Wow. Yeah. So let's say, I would say it gets almost close to, it's going to double. On the, well, let's be a little more, like let's say 80,000. Because it is 11 o'clock at what, Tuesday night, Wednesday night? So a little hard for people to watch. I don't know unless they count the people record it and stuff like that. Yeah, they do count the DVR. I think it's going to be close to a million. I think it's going to be close to a million. They, they, now, Fox has stated that within the first 24 hours of them putting the clip out on social mm-hmm. media, and, if I, and, if, and now, granted, the show, I think, is an hour long. The clip of Punk coming out is less than two minutes. Yeah, I, I watched it on Facebook. The clip had 5.5 million views. Wow. That's crazy. So, hey, good good for them if they get the, the reviews. Everyone wants to hear what he has to say about anything WWE-wise, you know? Anything at all. People are like, oh, what, what's Punk going to say? You know, be it negative or positive. Now, here's another thing I'm going to throw at you, be a good sir. The one thing that WWE, in my opinion, I don't watch as much of stardom as I like to. WWE trumps everybody over is their women's division. Now, granted, sometimes they don't use women the way they, way they want. They only have a certain amount of hours to fill. Look at everybody they have in the women's division. You have Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, EO, Candice LeRae, uh, Asuka, Kari Sane, Shayna Baszler. I can go on and on and on. So you don't think that he's going to be talking to his wife and saying, hey, this women's division is better than it's ever been. And they're giving them time on TV. They're giving them main event spots. Obviously, they've gotten Hell in a Cell main event. They've got ladder match main event. They start their own Royal Rumble. And they were the main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's all happened in the last three or four years. So what's the possibility that AJ Lee doesn't come back? And, um, yeah, and you know they would give her a sweet deal and a lot of money. So I would say, you know, when Punk wrestles, AJ Lee's not far behind. Within, I think AJ comes first. Yeah, I, think AJ goes first. I, I can see that. I would say within 2020 it will happen. So, now, so here's another. during the year of 2020, I would say likely. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Maybe not 2019 because we only got, what, a month and a half left. <laughs> well, here's another thing. That nobody, everybody I've talked to, nobody's pointed this out but me. Now, when Punk came out on this backstage, there was a certain somebody that was in that makeshift ring that nobody's, nobody's even talking about. Now, if someone was to ask me, give me CM Punk's top 10 matches in order. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, his biggest and most profile matches is Taker at Mania 29, 
in the Cena Money in the Bank thing where Punk, you know, quit and started off in Summer Punk. Yeah. Those are his two biggest profile matches. As far as his, his best matches go, one, two, and three all happened. This is my opinion. One, two, and three all happened in Ring of Honor, and they were all with the same guy that was on the set of uh, that backstage thing, Samoa Joe. The Samoa Joe trilogy, uh, I, I, you know, I know there's three matches. Each day is a different answer to me. Which one? Which one? Which one is the best of the three? Mm-hmm. But those are Punk's three best matches, and probably well, outside the Kabashi match, probably Joe's best three matches too. So now it's like you know, I wonder how that interaction was. I don't know if he's still friends with Joe. I know he uh, he's no longer friends with Cabana. I know him and Daniels, who he was close with years ago. I know they've had an on and off again friendship relationship. So I don't know what his relationship with Joe is. But, you know, if he's sitting there talking to Joe and they're talking about all the time and they so they see Joe that absolutely killing and Joe's one of the most over guys on the roster, whether he's healer face, everybody can for him when he comes down. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't think it's like, man, I would love to have a match with Samoa Joe in WWE in front of, like, 15,000, 16,000 people. Yeah. Why not, you know? I'm sure there's so, a couple guys he's like, hey, I'd like to wrestle if I, if I wrestle, which I probably will. <laughs> there's a lot of AJ, I mean, come there. on. You know? AJ, Brian, Kevin you Owens, matches that you haven't seen before. Adam Cole, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Nakamura, yeah, Nakamura. I completely forgot about that Nakamura. Yeah, absolutely. So th- there's a lot there, but I mean, here's one thing I'm thinking of: now Survivor Series, which is next week. It's in Chicago. Oh, maybe maybe, so maybe they get him to do the the pre-show thing beforehand. You know, but you know or the that after show. Crowd. Oh yeah, they're gonna be chanting. Yeah, my God, especially and now that he's associated with WWE, like again, they'll be like, "Oh, we want to see a punk." There, everyone's thinking he's gonna come out. So, yeah, gonna be a couple yeah, cheers for him. But man, I am. General. Yeah, I am so checked out of that <laughs> the Survivor Series. Just like ever since Hell in the Cell in that terrible main event, it's like I was telling somebody, it's like you're dating somebody, and it's like it's mainly bad, but there's some good, and you're just sticking around because it's the only thing around. But then like. You see all these other girls, and then eventually you leave. All the other girls are NWA, Impact, New Japan, AEW. So it's not it's like, I don't have to be with the WWE anymore. That's why I'm like, I'm almost totally checked out WWE. Sans NXT. I mean, NXT is great. So, But man, I don't know. Raw and SmackDown and like Survivor Series, I, I couldn't tell you. I can tell you like two matches on that card. <laughs> well, we'll get it to, obviously, next week we're going to be uh, previewing it. So the yeah. card actually looks pretty good. They did announce that they are doing Nakamura versus Roderick Strong versus. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, so. yeah, that would that should be really good. And now they now it's supposed to be the revival versus Red Dragon versus uh, War Machine or War Widows or whatever they had this week. But uh, last week on uh, on SmackDown, the New Day beat the revival for the tag title. But still, I think Kofi and Biggie, even uh, Xavier Woods, you know, he's out. He's going to be going to be out for a while. I still think the New Day, any way you slice it, any two of the three. Or one of the best tag teams out there. So still, it's sure, like, yeah. I'd like to see the revival in there, but maybe because it's going to be a three-way, that's going to be more spotty. Maybe it's better to have kind of like Biggie and Kofi, kind of like the spot guy. Yeah, I'm not. It's still a good match. I think I would rather watch it with the revival, but uh, I still take it. Yeah, they think they're doing Brock and Ray, and I know they're doing a Team Raw versus Team. Yeah, Smackdown, I, so. I think I seen briefly like Randy Orton's on the uh, the one team. With like Ricochet or something, like he came out to he was wrestling Ricochet one week and then he came out to help him the next or something. I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But I guess they're putting the Survivor Series team together. What do you say to the people there, Mr. Header? Now, for every maybe, if I'm reading like 10 posts on social media, nine people are super excited about it, and then you get that one person that's like, well, 
he sold out because he's coming. He's 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 reviewing a WWE product. He's a, he's under the WWE banner, and they added his profile back to the alumni section on WWE.com. Oh, he sold out. He's even Corey Graves said the first rule of punk rock is to stay loyal. He's just like, I love you, punk, but you're not loyal at all. Like, what do you do? You think that? Do you think people are just going overboard with it? You yeah. Think it's like the stock. You think it's just the stock. The, the miserable Star Wars fans that yeah. it's never happened. Yeah, it's never happened. We, we, they chant his name anytime they want to get at the company. You know, like when Vince or Triple H is out. So like, if you're gonna chant him all the time and then get mad that he comes back, then come on, what what sense does that make? <laughs> like, this is what you wanted, you know, and now you're getting it. Ooh, he sold out. What, 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 what is he gonna do? You know, like what? What do you would rather him go to AEW? I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind, but like, it's not that much different. <laughs> you know, as long as he's wrestling, that's what we all want. We want to see him wrestle somewhere. So those people are just fickle people that are just upset at anything. Like the Star Wars fans, or like the comic book fans. Oh, it's a girl. Why can't it be five guy heroes? Like, well, yeah, I had that movie. So shut up. You know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, it, to me, wrestling is all wrestling under a hole. It's like, you know, I know it's like the AEW guys and the New Japan guys, and like, they all want to knock WWE. Then it's funny because then you have like the NXT people. Like, NXT is so much better than WWE. I'm like, it's, first of all, they're all owned by Vince McMahon. Second of all, all of this AEW, New Japan, All Japan, TDT, Impact, Women of Wrestling, it's all under the professional wrestling banner. Yeah. So why can't it all be great? We talk about all that. Why can't we all enjoy it? Now, granted, there is. You know, I think WWE has the best overall roster in all of wrestling. Now, granted, they have the deepest roster, mm-hmm. and their bottom maybe 15 or 20 people are probably guys that, you know, that aren't really, really that good. And sometimes the writing is just like, wait, what? Like, yeah. Bobby Lashley's pretty good, but the Lana Rusev, you know, package. Was no, Rusev ain't bad, yeah. And it's, it's just it's like, ah, this is the not taking the storyline. So, yeah, you know, I think we talked about last week, we just don't have to have time to watch Raw. Yeah. And I found out two weeks ago on Raw, they did Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. And last week on Raw, they did Walter versus Seth Rollins. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, it was gonna- real short, though. It was kind of like a tease, and they, they led up to a, a tag match. Yeah, I heard that. But it's just like, well, you know, let's let it all be good. And if CM Punk's going to be back and he's going to be helping the company that's probably on the decline the most over the last two years, then great. You know, great. So, yeah. uh, you, know, he's, you know, again, worst case scenario, he doesn't press it. But he's going to be contributing to the product. He's going to get eyeballs on the product. I know for a fact I'm going to try to stay up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> On Tuesday, more than likely not, I will be definitely be DVRing, DVRing it. I said he's not going to be there every week, so it's going to be like a special appearance thing. So. Not, yeah, not, does that come on the network at all? I have no idea. Let's look that up. Just now, does SmackDown since it's been on Fox? Is that going on the network? Yes. The, it, but but SmackDown and Raw, they they the network is always like you have to wait like a month to watch it on the network, which sucks. But uh, it's still on Hulu. Same time, you, a lot of people say, "Oh, they took it off." Well, what they did is they renamed it. So if you were following SmackDown or WWE SmackDown on Hulu, now you have to f- follow Friday Night SmackDown. So it's kind of stupid that they didn't just automatically add it to like your your list on uh, Hulu. You got to research for it. Cause my friends like they took it off. Like no, you just got to type in Friday Night SmackDown. So everything's still the same, and I guess WWE still. And their deal, they like, okay, well, you get the show live, and then, you know, how, how many weeks later we'll put it on the network. But it sucks that you have to wait so long on the network to watch Raw or SmackDown. Like, because I think that's because of the Hulu deal and the network deals. You know, like NXT, you watch the next day at 8 o'clock, like 24 hours. But Raw and SmackDown, you have to wait like a couple weeks. I'm sure anything that Punk says that's going to be clipped. And oh, yeah, my God, media, yeah. Just like how yeah. literally... 
when I woke up on Wednesday morning, it was all over my social media and all over YouTube. And I was like, huh. And you know, it's kind of funny because like there's certain weeks I'll get on. Now, I'll grant I'll watch my normal wrestling. If there's an AW show or a New Japan show, I'll watch that. I watch SmackDown. I watch the Wednesday Night Wars. I'll watch Impact. I'll try. I, try, I got a little bit of NWA power in this. Oh, week. there you we'll go. We'll get that. Yeah, not much. But I always get on. Like like two weeks ago, I was on a Bushi kid. Like, I was watching the Bushi matches. I'll add that into whatever. Last week, or, I'm sorry, uh, the week after before that was like, well, I want to watch some old school rock and roll. Express. Always, I get on a kick every week where I'm just, I'm going to watch something different. I'm going to whack back, watch some tag, watch some stuff from Ring of Honor from like 07 or 08 or watch some Liger stuff. And it's funny because this past week, I was like, I was on a CM Punk kick. This is before the whole Fox thing. And I was, when I was on a CM Punk kick was his early Ring of Honor stuff, like his stuff with Cabana and his stuff with Raven, okay. like teaming with Cabana, wrestling Cabana. I'm like, that's kind of funny because I was just, you know, getting back back into like some of the you know well i guess all the ring of honor punk stuff is old old school but the older older punk stuff I'm like yeah how about that how's that for time with yeah how about it back when he wore the gym shorts <laughs> and he, yeah and he came out to uh slip, oh, he came out to april to call for blood yeah and then he had uh what was that song oh, that was near the end of his run uh afi or something that dun, yeah dun, dun, dun. i don't like one. that interest music but he must have <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that, well, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it will be interesting to see what he says, what, what's what's done. If he's is he gonna be on the the whole show? Like, what is it, an hour, half an hour? I think it's an hour. Yeah, was, yeah. I hope it's not like okay, now it's the five uh, the hot minute with CM Punk, and that's all he does. And then the rest of the show, you're just it's everybody else. I, I think he's on the whole thing. But it'd be cool to see what he yeah. says. You know, I know Xbox was on there, and he t- he told it like it was. So yeah, like how the Xbox hell can you care. get a DQ on the cell? <laughs> Maybe they'll never have me back, and they haven't had him back. But <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame ring. Yeah, yeah. Who but cares? We, I know we could probably literally spend the entire podcast talking about this. So uh, I'm just gonna say two giant thumbs up. I'm super excited that uh, that he is back. And again, I, I I'm completely biased. Punk's that he's my guy. Any comic book that he wrote, like he wrote the Drax stuff, and it was just okay. I picked up every issue. You know, his, he went to the UFC. And obviously, I think an MMA fan. A lot of people are like, "Well, you're a diehard MMA fan. Well, how come he's starting at the at the top league?" I'm like, "Well, hey, he's getting he's getting the money for it. He's training. He's training his tail off." And I'll say this too about his MMA run, but, and then I'll, I'll shut up and move on to something else. I had a buddy of mine who trains fighters in Vegas, and he knew a lot of people that were helping Punk train the camp. And he, I remember he texted me. He's like, "Man, he's like, I thought your boy might have been dog." And he goes, "I've had multiple people." telling me that he is out there training his ass off he's there he's the first one there last one to leave he's taking this super serious and i'm like i knew he would yeah i knew he would i mean i know a lot of passionate people in the wrestling business you sir are one of them mm-hmm. uh, i would like to think that i'm one of them but there's nobody you know when 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 i was talking to punk or i was training with punk or anything like that there's nobody that was more passionate about wrestling than punk he's a very passionate person so i'm sure he's going to be taking this job with fox series and then hopefully Hopefully he gets the bug to do a. Oh, I, I hope it's not one match. I hope it's it's more than one because there's yeah. a lot of dream matches that WWE frame to do. And it's not like he's sixty years old, so he can still have a couple matches. No. In. He'll have a lot of matches. And he still can matches. do it. Six, yeah. he still can do it at sixty. We, I mean, we cannot be Ric Flair. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Look at Minoru Suzuki. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna say thumbs up, two thumbs up. Super super excited about this, and uh, I'm gonna end on that. Is there anything else you want to add before we get into comics? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. That's what I'll say. There we go. And I we'll probably talk about it every week. So mm-hmm. there we go. I'm sure there'll be there'll be newsworthy things that he says next week, even if it's just 
whatever he says is going to make the news. <laughs> Be it positive or negative, or, you know, for a guy, against the guy. He likes the show, he hated it. CM Punk loved the show. CM Punk hated the show. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to see it the next day. Yeah, I'm excited. But let's get into some comic stuff. Disney Plus launched this week. Did you sign up for it? No, I did not sign up for it. Uh, I, I know you could do the deal with Hulu, and you would add the $7 somehow. But I, I think for right now, you can only do it if you sign up for both from the start, which I already have Hulu, so do I stop my, do I cancel Hulu and then sign up for the package? I don't know. I didn't really look into it too much. But for right now, I don't really need Disney+. Plus. I know The Mandalorian came out. I heard it's pretty good, but it, they're releasing that one episode a week where I, I'd rather binge it. And uh, I know the Marvel shows didn't start yet, so for me, I, I can wait. The main reason why I'm waiting, well, I mean, you had made a good point there, sir. I did not sign up for it yet. Will I have absolutely $7? I think it sounds like it's worth like 15 I hope they don't raise it to 15 but one of the reasons why I didn't is because right before we started the podcast, I checked, I ordered a certain package earlier in the week, and I saw that it should be delivered to my house by the end of the day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, PWG uh, Bola. Oh, uh, Los Angeles. Go. So it's, uh, it's, it's three nights for this. So, so there's at least nine hours. <laughs> yes, so that would be my weekend. I know if I sign up for Disney Plus. Now, I, when I was at the Encounter, shout out to those guys. They, they plugged our shirts. They, uh, they handled our business Yeah, that's cards, awesome. So, Thank you. Yes. Shout out to the, the Encounter on Union Boulevard, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Gorgeous Allentown, Pennsylvania. The uh, My buddy Derek over there, he was he showed it to me on his phone. Like He had the app on his phone. He's based, and he's like, here, mess around with it. And they have a ton of great stuff on oh. there. All the Simpsons stuff that's on there. Yeah. Every episode, you know, for what I understand, except for one episode, I think it was the Michael Jackson. Yeah, which they, they took that off. It's like, come on, the Lisa, it's your birthday. That episode with the big fat guy that thinks he's Michael Jackson. So it's like, I'm sure there's something offensive in every show that will offend somebody. You can't please everybody. So I think they should have left it in. But is it is it a deal breaker? No. Yeah. Regardless, it looks great. Totally worth the money. I'll probably sign up for next week. But again, uh, more than likely, uh, time for me. Yeah, more than likely, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to review uh, Bola 2019 with our buddy Tony Depp and taking on Pentagon. Yeah, I bought it. So I will be. I'm going to try to burn through that between tonight, tomorrow, and I don't think there's, any, there's no New Japan shows. There isn't any. There's no, no, I know there's two lines any. break shows. Uh, uh, like the biggest name is like uh, Taguchi and, and Rocky Romero and. Uh, Ishimori and I want to say El Fantasmo, and I know they're they're wrestling in the main event, and they split up against the Young Lions. So not really must-watch shows. I think they're sometime if one starts this weekend or maybe it's Monday. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing that with Bowl. I don't even think there's any college football or, or like like oh diehard college football games on. Last week that there was this week, but even if there was, wrestling takes a precedence, especially the best wrestling tournament in all of independent wrestling, PWG Battle of Los Angeles. So. Yeah, I will be reviewing that this uh, for the for the for the next show. So yeah, now, now the Disney Plus, I I seen that Marvel announced that Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight will then go to the movies after a show. So that would mean they have to be live action shows, right? Because if they're cartoon characters, you're not going to see cartoon Miss Marvel standing next to uh, real Avengers. Yeah, we talked about this. I think when we were at New York, because uh, certain somebody that his name rhymes with a uh, band. Lot. Yeah. Said that, uh, <laughs> He's working on one of these shows. Working on a yeah. She-Hulk there. You weren't sure if it was live action. I thought it was, and then I heard that Ronda Rousey was was uh, one of the persons that was being t- uh, typecasted for Jennifer Walters. Yeah. So, and, and they really haven't announced anything yet. Uh, any casting at all? They've announced some people that's working 
backstage and uh, producing and stuff like that and directing, but no, no starring roles yet. But I, they never specified if it was a cartoon or live action. But this kind of says, well, you know, it's not like it's Spider Ham where like, okay, he's a cartoon. It makes sense if he showed up. Like they have to be live action if they're gonna be in the movies then. And that that's pretty awesome that they're gonna take everything from the Disney Plus and put it in the movies eventually. From what I understand, the only thing that is going to be cartoon is what if. Yeah, that's what if. I th- think there might be one other one, but it's like a goofy one. So it's like, oh, oh okay, I understand why that's what if. Or uh, a cartoon. Yeah, but what if it's officially a cartoon? The other ones, I guess, are all live action. Like, obviously, Loki is, and uh, Wanda and Scarlet Witch, or what is it? Scarlet Witch and Vision, whatever it's called. Wanda and Vision, whatever. And uh, the, the Falcon show, they're all live action. But now, the three new ones announced are live action. So that's awesome. So that's probably when I'll, when I'll sign up when, when they start rolling out those shows. Yeah, and then I heard the Mandalorian's great. Yeah, and by then I heard I seen the schedule for Mandalorian. I think the last episode comes out like the end of December. So if I wait that long, then I can just watch it all at once. Cause sometimes I like to watch two or three episodes. You know, when you're sitting around not doing anything, cause they fly by. But uh, like Punisher, when I watch that one weekend, <laughs> so I don't like to wait week to week. I mean, if you have to, you have to. But you know, if I can just wait and watch it all, why not? so spoiled. Yeah. yeah, I think the last episode of Mandalorian comes, Mandalorian comes out the week before uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. Smart. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And then say, hey, go see the movie, you know? So, well, there you go. So, Disney Plus obviously will be signing up for it. Not yet. Like, so the main reason why I sign up for it is I, I'm going to watch both of this because I know if I sign up for Disney Plus, I'm going to be fooling around with that all week. Yeah. So, I, I didn't even <laughs> download the app. I know what Netflix... And the WWE Network, I downloaded the app first mm-hmm. before I signed up. So this way I was ready to go. But It is on PlayStation, though, the app. They, they, I downloaded on the PlayStation, but I didn't mess with it because I'm like, I don't know how it works with the Hulu deal, so i got to find that out. Yeah, PlayStation Fire Stick, I don't have it, so I can download anywhere on the upstairs TV and the downstairs TV. So that's, uh, that's a plus there. And from what I understand, they had 10 million paid customers yeah, by the, the first day. Ain't that something? 10 million a day one. I mean, that's that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, that's crazy. I know there's a yeah. lot of cartoons that people are saying that, like I, I seen posts about Darkwing Duck, and a lot of people watch watch X Men. Like her sister White was watching X Men, and I was telling her what happens, and she's like, "How do you remember?" And I was like, oh, "That's one of my favorites." And I, I seen people, yeah. yeah, I seen people post about like Tailspin and like all these old like the old Spider Man cartoon and stuff. Like there's so much stuff on there, it's insane. Well, they own so many libraries. Yeah. Marvel and Fox it's just it's crazy Star Wars so. now I was wondering I, I, I had to ask your sister and she would search if the Star Wars holiday special is on there <laughs> in the I heard that's awful I, yeah that's me too I was told not to I've never seen it like, neither that I know maybe I saw it when I was like younger but when I I've never seen it I was told not to not to see it <laughs> that's, that's why I heard it's, it, it is awful but I, I'd be curious to watch it just to watch it I think it's on like half an hour or 45 minutes or something like that but, you can probably find it on YouTube or Daily Motion. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of your sister, I know that's like, oh, he's going to say something bad. Uh, she went to what? New York, or New York, North Carolina Comic Con last yes. week? Yeah, yeah. So I asked her to get, and I know she got a really sweet commission from uh, James O'Barr, which I thought he only wrote. I didn't know he drew it, too. Uh, she got the crow, and with a crow, so it looked pretty cool, and not Sting. But uh, I asked her to get a book for me, and she, she came through. She got Avengers 144, the first appearance of Hellcat and Avengers. So I got I got that, and then I asked her to look for the uh, first appearance of uh, Squirrel Girl, and then she's like, I found one. It's graded. And I was like, I don't need graded. And she's like, Well, too bad. I got it for you. So I got a, I got, and then she sent it like I got it. Jeez, Tuesday because Monday was Veterans Day. 
So I got the first appearance of Squirrel Girl, which is Marvel Superheroes Winter Special from 1991. And I, not a bad price, 50 bucks for a 9.0 graded. So that ain't bad at all, because I know my shop had it, and they said, we're asking 80 for it, and that's ungraded. So I got a graded one for 50 bucks. They, you said it was a 9.0. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and a 9.0, and I don't know, my shop one was obviously ungraded. So a raw book for 80, I think I think he's got a deal here. Yeah. Sounds good, especially when the last, uh, pardon me, the last issue of Squirrel Girl, issue 50, came out this past week. Yeah, yeah, so I, I mean, obviously I didn't get to read because I didn't get my books, but I, I will read it, so, yeah, a big Squirrel Girl week for me, how about that? But yeah, thanks to Ashley, she picked it up, she found it, and she got me the Avengers book, too, so. And then she got that she sweet-ass uh, commission from Jason Barr. Which, um, pardon me, I'm just, I'm hydrate myself no, no problem um which if you remember he was supposed to be at comic-con two years ago the first year that yeah he went, and then he canceled without telling anybody yeah they, like, which happens kind of like his gimmick mm. yeah she said he was a real nice guy and everything i don't know too much about him i'm not the most knowledgeable when it comes to uh the crow at all so i, I like i said i didn't know the guy did art but apparently he writes and draws like Terry Moore. And the commission she got was pretty sweet. So I guess he is kind of like a hard guy to get. But she got him. And then she got like a poster sign. And they were giving like trading cards away when you came in. And you get one and she got that sign of him. So I was like, oh, there you go. That's a good day. Sometimes in little cons you can find some, some good deals. And then like if there is someone there you want to meet, their lines usually aren't long. I mean, you pay like 20 bucks to get in. And maybe there's like two people in the line, you know? Yeah, well, the year before... Uh, three years ago, her and Ryan bought tickets for Comic Con, but they couldn't go because that's when they got in their accident. But it was four years ago, I forget. So she asked me, she said, Can you go see James O'Barr? And I knew who he was because The Crow was my favorite movie up until all these, uh, all, all, until all the Marvel movies hit. So I got something. So I might talk to him for a little bit. I told him the, 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 the scenario. That, that was the same year that uh, Jim Lee signed. Oh, yeah, the card. The yeah. World card. Yeah, so I, however many years ago that was. And he was he was super super nice, but they, it was just weird how they said yeah he cancels cons all the time mm. without letting anybody know. I'm like well, that's weird for New York because like yeah. you're on a waiting list to get a table. Yeah, and that's so a, it's a, like whatever, man. You, you know, think that's, that's, your a, deal, that's your deal? You know, make a lot of money at New York Comic Con. I, I would think so. I think everyone, <laughs> you know, no matter who they are, makes makes more money at New York Comic Con than they would at you know the uh, random Comic Con and some town that you pay five dollars to get in. I wonder if WCW ever paid them money or sting. Because yeah. that's a drudge rip. Now, you know the I know. story, right? Yeah. How, how he, what Scott Hall told him? Yeah. Like he was trying to become a dark character, and he said, you should do something like The Crow, and he went and watched The Crow that weekend, and he came back, and he's like, and I guess he was, and Scott Hall looked at him, and he goes, I didn't mean directly 100% rip it off, because, <laughs> well, I already bought the jacket, I'm already in the gear, let's see what happens, and then, like, like uh, uh, the next day on the conference call, all the turning executives like, we love this new thing, you better be this way, and blah, 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 he wrestled like one match in a year and made like a, like a million and a half yeah. dollars. So it's like, yeah, good for I, him. Yeah, I don't know if like could you sue? I mean, because he wasn't called Crow. I mean, the people like, call him like Crow Sting. Right? I don't know. Yeah, because if you look like something, can you sue? I I don't know. I guess I guess James O'Brien never cared enough to try to look into it. I remember when Nova told like the last two years of ECW where Nova and Chetty were teaming up, and Nova would always wear some sort of superhero costume. Yeah. But Marvel, and it was always Marvel. Marvel could never sue, and I remember I was—I believe it was Joe from Longbox here was telling me the reason why. Because like, the one pay you came out just as Venom. Mm, like, I remember that. The way that the, the way that the one leg is bent is completely different than the actual <laughs> Venom suit that like McFarland and McLean. Yeah. They, they can't sue because it's a, it's like a pair. Same thing. Same reason why the NWO couldn't sue the BWO. 
He's like, it's not exact. It's, it's considered a parody. Yeah, and, and, and I was like, wow. And it's like, that. and they're not calling it that. Like, uh, uh, Nova came out. And he's like, and now coming from Philadelphia, Venom. Like, then I guess they could, <laughs> and they weren't selling it either. So, you know, I guess there's there's ways to get around that. You know. Plus, that was 20 years ago. Nowadays, it's everything's got to be trademarked. Oh yeah. I mean, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, remember, UCW, they always came out with real music. Yeah, li- <laughs> licensed music. <laughs> they never got sued, you know, until they were on a. Uh, what was it? Uh, TNN. They had like generic versions, like stupid cover versions. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Regardless. Uh, let's see what else. Comic. Oh, I did want to talk about this past week was the one year passing of Stan Lee. Yeah. How about that? My my friend said that the other day too. I was like, wow, one year already. Crazy. Yeah, that absolutely flew by. So I did go back and listen to some of the uh, podcasts. I know. The Marvelous did a really good one. Spider-Man Crawlspace did a really good one. My all-time favorite, though, was Kevin Smith was like, you know, it was a little bit sad, but then he told like a lot of funny uh, Stan Lee stories. They said at Stan's last birthday, which I think he was 92 or 93, they called Kevin Smith up a couple days before, like, hey, we're doing a surprise party in L.A. Are you? I think he was shooting some movie or some episode of something, maybe Supergirl or Flash or something. He said, yeah, because I'm going to be there. And he's like, wait, there's a surprise party? And like Stan's uh, publicist was like, yeah, he's like, it was a really good idea to be yelling at a uh, yell, yelling surprise at a guy <laughs> in his 90s. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it was really nice to see all the, the outlaw and support from all the, the comic book fans. And it's nice to see when you open a Marvel book, they still do a random stand soapbox in between the mm-hmm. pages. Yeah. And uh, I hope that continues for a long time because there's a lot of stand soapboxes throughout the decade. Hey. If you do a Marvel, so they can always, you know, pick a few and then just hopefully that hopefully for years to come. So this way, anybody that's going to be new to comics in the next five or six years is just like, wait, Stan Lee. Yeah. And then they kind of go back and do a little research and then they see that everything that uh, everything that he created. Yeah. So I was paging through that, that Avengers issue that actually got me, though. It's from, it's from like 77, I think. And there's a picture of Stan in the 70s back there with brown hair and everything. Like, oh, look at Stan all young. He had like a puffier mustache. Yeah, thing, right? yeah, yeah. He was—he almost looked like a, like a, a little bit different Burt Reynolds. Yes, yes. With, with glasses. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. And, you know, I was, I was paging through the book too, and uh, do you remember the old books? They used to have a, like a little Marvel stamp, and you would cut it out, and you could collect them. And I think if you sent them in, you would get something from Marvel. Yes. Well, the bastards cut out of this book, so there's a, a page where it's like, ah, the stamp's missing. It's like. So they slice the side, and there's a big square missing out of one page. I'm like, nah. But you, you know, know, about a month before Comic Con, I was looking for like books for John Byrne to sign because we thought we didn't know. We thought we. Were oh, he, he does the cover Byrne. of this one. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I go on the Midtown Comics app, and I just type in because it's real easy to look. It's it's a one price. You don't have to go through eBay this or that. You know, you're gonna get the books in two or three days, and it's our. It's it's like Amazon. Your your credit card information is logged in. You just press what you want and pay, and you're done. So I typed in John Byrne and a whole bunch of comic like, guys. I'm going through to see what I want to uh, to buy for John Byrne. Again, we didn't wind up getting John Byrne because I think you had to pay three hundred dollars for yeah, some big book. Yeah. Had, but anywho, so they had books that said with or without stamps. So it's like Midtown had the books with the stamps and without the stamps. I think it was only like a fifty cent difference. Like some of them were the Avengers, some of them were the Fantastic Four. Some of them were the X Men books. I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool. I forgot that man stamps. Yeah, me, me too. Until I was paging through, I'm like, oh, somebody cut this stamp out. Probably back in '77, '78, some kid, and he got whatever he got. But yeah, so now, now I gotta get. I, I want to get one with the pages and cut. <laughs> 
But yeah, just go on Midtown Comics and just type in something, and I can type in stamps and maybe, yeah, maybe you'll see something. Yeah, I didn't even They're think. To, yeah, I didn't even think to tell her to, to look in the book and see. I, I, I never thought that in a million years. So I mean, the book's in pretty good shape, but yeah, the stamps missing. Do you remember when Wizard would do the trading cards? Oh yeah, I remember that. I still have a wizard wrapped in the package yet. I think Rogue or Psylocke's on the cover. I got it in some, like, I bought a box of comics at the auction, and it was like, oh, a wizard, and it's unopened. It's still wrapped up. It's probably worth nothing, but it's cool. Wizard was a, was a good book. I, I miss Wizard. Too bad it wasn't... If there was a wizard nowadays, I know at the end it kind of did more about entertainment and stuff, more than comics. If there was, like, a, a solely comic wizard book nowadays, I would, I would subscribe to it. I know magazines are on the down low now, but still. Yeah, I, I, I'm still looking for a PWI 500. I can't find it at the newsstand. That sometimes Barnes and Noble. Oh, it's hard to get. Walmart yeah. Has it. yeah, I can't find. Now sometimes the PWIs are hard to find, but the 500 or, or the end year awards or the women 50, they're usually a little bit easier to get. But I couldn't find those anywhere. Uh, the 500, the one that Seth Rollins. Was you know, I, one. the last one I bought was the the women's top. What was 50 or maybe made, when they made 100 and Rondo got was number one, and I got it out of sheets. Of all places, I was like, "Oh, there really? it is!" Yeah. So check when you're buying sheets. Just go and they have their magazine section. They might have it. Sure, sure. Uh, getting back on the wizard thing, you know, uh, Pete, the guy who does commentary. Yeah. I've known PGs for over thirty years, and he was cleaning. Out, this is maybe about seventy years ago. He was cleaning out his parents' house and found a whole bunch of these wizards. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Hey, you want them?" Like, yeah. How much? He's like, "No, man, they're free." He's like, "Take them." It had to be about fifty in there. Oh, hold, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're back from our commercial break, folks. Andy Hatter had to get his mail. He yeah. Got Someone rang the doorbell. Lady. He thought he was getting his lady death. Kickstarter, yeah. But he I'm got excited. Close, so. Yeah, and it's not even for me, so it's not that not that exciting. But yeah, Wizard was a was an awesome comic. Uh, remember, they would always do like a top ten artist. Yeah, and I always like when they did the uh, What If X-Men was a movie and they would cast the, who they, that they wanted at the time, which is pretty cool because now... <laughs> what comic is in a movie? And it was pretty cool who they would cast and like, oh, this would be cool. Can you imagine if there was an Iron Man movie? <laughs> like, Tom Cruise would be great. <laughs> yeah, because that was all like early 90s. I think Wizard came out like, what, like 92 or 93? Yeah. And it ran until I think like the late 90s, but then it went more into TV shows and movies and it wasn't so much comics. Like, in the earlier ones, there was a price guy in the back and everything, but then it, right before it died, it was more about pop culture than comics. Yeah, Wizard Magazine helped a lot of those hotshot artists like Liefeld, Todd McFarlane, uh, uh, Jim Lee, like a lot of those 90, I mean, a lot of those rock star 90 artists really got over well in Wizard Magazine because they would draw some stuff for Wizard Magazine and you would see it, you know, in there. Yeah, and then they would do the cool thing where they would throw you like a, a it'd be like a one and a half or a zero issue comic and it would be like Wizard Special and it would have like a little gold thing on it. So, yeah. That was pretty cool. I have a couple of them. I think I have like the Max, and I think there's a Spider Man one. There's probably Wolverine one. Whatever was big in the 90s. All the stuff was big in the 90s. Yeah, Death of Superman. So, yeah, Wizard Magazine. I, I wish it was still around. Yeah, well, you, can, uh, you can eBay them. I know that. You can eBay. You can pretty much get them for you know, cheap. I mean, you can probably get a lot of like five or six for like 12 bucks ship. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, who really wants magazines? It's not like they're worth anything. But, they're uh, still cool to look at. Yeah, they are. That's why I have a bunch of my wrestling magazines. Like these are still cool. They're probably worth nothing, but it's still cool to have. Brings us back to a simpler time. Yes. So anyway, let's get to what you read. I didn't get my books, obviously, so I'll be picking them up. I was gonna go today, but I don't know if I'll get down today, especially with the Pokemon game that came out. But uh, tell me what you read from last week or this week, rather. 
Absolutely, sir. Star Wars, A+. Here's why it's uh, A+. And, and the past five or six issues, Luke is really getting in touch with the Force. He's really learning how to use the Force better. However, the last four panels of this page, Chewbacca sneaks up on Vader and smashes them in the head with a boulder. No. That's why it's A+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca. I don't remember Chewie and Vader ever having any interactions in any of the movies. No, wrong. at all. But, yeah, literally, like, Vader's, Vader and Luke have, like, this stare down from, like, 100 yards away. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. And I know it's, you know, I know Greg Pak is ending this uh, iteration of Star Wars soon. I think they're going to reboot it next year. I'm like, oh man, here we go. And I'm like, there's still two pages left. And you turn the page, and Vader, you know, dooms the lightsaber, and then Chewbacca comes up behind him, and smashes him right in the head with a giant boulder. That's how it ends. I took a wow. picture. I'll send the picture to you. I took a picture of it. I sent it to Ashley, and I was just like, my Wednesday is better than yours. I literally just read this. <laughs> it's like what? Said, man, it's. Is Chewie on Star Wars or on steroids or something? That's funny. uh, Yeah, I'm sending you the picture, but I'm going to keep going on. X-Men! This was uh, a... I'm going to spoil this because I know that you're reading it. Scott Rachel and Cable go to Kokoa and they meet the Summoner. And they're trying to figure out who the Summoner is summoning. He promises that he is there to help them, but of course not. So you're going to find out who he is summoning the last page of the comic. Ooh, okay. That's X-Men 2, right? Flash. Issue 2? X-Men 2, Electric Boogaloo, yes. Mm. Flash, A-. It takes place in the future where the rogues have won, and there's old man Captain Cold as king. However, there's a young baby-faced Wally West. I'm sorry, young baby-faced Captain Cold gets help from Wally West and Iris. Coming, for, uh, They're basically coming in for the for the big hot save, so that's oh. basically where that ends. Wonder Woman, this is A. This is Steve Ar- uh, This is another solid. This is solid A. It's Steve Orlando's on this one. Yeah, that's. I, I think he's temporary filling, but I don't know. I think he might fill in fully then. I, I don't know. It's, they didn't really announce yet. He was great. He, I'll tell you what, he's great on this one. He was great on the uh, last week, the, uh, the annual. Yeah, so. you know, I, I didn't read the annual. It's still my pile. I, I hardly got to read anything. I had a busy week, so. Yeah, I didn't read that. I know I'm caught up on the, aside from this issue, the, every other Wonder Woman and Flash, I'm caught up on except for that issue. And Flash has been fantastic. Yeah, this was this was really good. Cheetah basically has most of Diana's weapons, and she's on a killing spree. There's like a lot of violence. Yeah, a lot of, like a lot of blood, a lot of stabby stab. Cheetah, they're really they're really pumping, you know pumping her up to be this uh, this uh, badass uh, villain, which is nice. It's almost like she's in the new movie. <laughs> yeah, you'd wonder. And then Diana had summons the Justice League to basically almost beam me up, Scotty, her magic chest to get some of her weapons back. So they're building up this really almost kind of like what they what they were doing in Batman, where they're building up this slow burn to Batman and Bane. They're doing this with that uh, Wonder Woman and Cheetah. So basically, that's where uh, that's where this goes. Oh, so cool. basically a build up issue, but it was it was excellent. Now, did you get uh, the got, um the the very cover where she's like 1950s Wonder Woman? I got the uh, not not lenticular covers. The what are they called? Oh, acetate or acetate? Yes, yes, yes. I got those. It oh. was funny. It was weird because. On those acetate covers, it just says Year of the Villain, and then it's a cheetah. And then they had one for Flash, where it said Year of the Villain, Captain Cold. And then they had one where it said Year of the Villain, uh, Mr. Freeze. So I was just like, you know, in my comic, I'm like, boy, you threw in a lot of extra stuff for me. Like, no, we didn't. That's that's Batman. That's, I'm like, oh, he just has, like, the villain. Oh, okay, yeah. And, yeah, and then once you turn <laughs> the page, then it, it shows, like, you know, they, they, you know, it shows Batman. Yeah. So I, that, that, that's what I got. I got all the acid cake covers. Yeah. It, Superman wasn't, it was just a regular cover. Oh, okay. That's the new gimmick now. Like, before it was Len Ticket announced the acetate, which is basically just, like, a clear cover with some colors on it over the regular cover, so that way 
when you, you know, the regular cover picture is like, let's say, Batman normal, then you put the thing, the cover down, and he's all messed up, or blood's on him, or something like that. I know the Vampirilla issue, the next one's gonna be her. Like, she's normal, and they put the cover down, she's all bloody. Oh, how about that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's issue seven, so I made sure my shop's getting it. That's the main cover, so I should get it. And of course, it's an art germ cover, too, so that would be a hot seller. Gotta get it. So, speaking of Superman, Superman A Plus, this is one of the best, best Superman issues written. It starts with uh, Superman comes home and he finds, he sees a lined lead box that Lex Luthor gave Lois, and Lois is afraid to open it because Lex gave it to her, and obviously Superman can't see in it. And then he basically tells Lois, I know you have a lot of work to do, but they could fly with me. So, hmm. they were really cool. It's a really touching thing with Superman, Clark, and Lois. Uh, then he, you know, obviously brings Lois back, and then Superman finds Kara, aka Supergirl, and they visit the, ba- the newly reformed babyface Zod, and he's building the new Krypton. So, and he's so like, "Wow, Zod, you're doing a really good job here. Keep it up." And then you know what's eventually going to happen. Zod's going to turn to MJF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's turning on him. Shocker. <laughs> I did pick up Dark Multiverse Blackest Night just because I got the Dark Multiverse Death of Superman. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Blackest Night is my probably my favorite story of all time. Um, this was just an A minus. Uh, yeah, I, you really don't need to pick it up. It was five ninety nine. Mm, it's basically ouch. what happens is you have White Lantern, Sinestro, uh, with Mister Miracle. They're the they're the good guys versus Black Lantern Hal with Lobo, and they're basically the bad guys. So it's just basically like a flip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nah, it's all right. I, you know, I want to yeah. read. I think I got the first issue that came out last week. That Green Lantern Black Stars, which apparently something happened in the Green Lantern comic book where the Green Lanterns don't exist, and now they have some other power. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. I know it's still what's his name writing it, uh, Grant Morrison, which is as uh, Green Lantern run did not uh, did not work for me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one a shot. I know it's a mini issue, but I'm really hoping they get somebody else on Green Lantern after this is done. No, I did read Far Sector. Oh yeah, how, how was that? That was pretty good. It was all right. I really couldn't. I didn't know who anybody was in it. Yeah. So it's basically all, all new Green Lantern team. So I don't think I'm going to continue with it. I kind of just wanted to read it. I think it's just the mini. It's kind of like basically Green Lantern 2099. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So then it's probably all new people. You know, it's the same thing like how Spider-Man 2099 with uh, what's his name? Can't think of it right now. So a futuristic Green Lantern. Peter David. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, what, no. What's his? His name, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, there you go, Miguel O'Hara. Couldn't think of it. But uh, my book of the week was Detective Comics A Plus. So what they've been doing the last couple issues is they would do a normal Detective Comics uh, thing, and then the last page or two would be Victor trying to get Nora, Victor Freeze, Mister Freeze, trying to get Nora back to help. Well, not only does he nurse her back to help, but she basically becomes Mrs. Freeze. So oh. she's like blue, just like him. And then Victor tells Nora, I don't want to be a bad guy. The only reason why I did all these illegal things was to get you back to help. Uh, now that you're back to help, I think that, you know, we can do the world some good. And then she turns on him. And I was like, oh, man, how about that? Yeah. You would never see that. I don't know if you ever, in the Batman animated series, they did uh, Heart of Ice. Yeah, I don't think she ever comes alive, does she? No, she never does. And even, like, all the times he saved her, I don't think he ever did. So I'm like, wow, okay, he got her back to life. Which like was shocking, and then basically instead of being the you know the beautiful person that she was, you know the blonde hair and the flawless skin and everything, when he was trying to save her, you know when he does save her, she has a reaction to the uh, the freeze stuff, and she becomes obviously like she's Mrs. Freeze, she's yeah. just like him, 
and then he pours her heart out. You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to do this. You know, I didn't do it for. I, I'm trying to be good. I only did all this evil stuff to save you. And then she turns on him. So the only way that they can stop her is with help of Batman. So he mm. basically goes to Batman and he says, "Hey, you know, I know how to stop her. I need your help. You need my help. Let's uh, let's team up and take down my wife." So I was like, "It's so in the last page of Detective Comics has Mr. Freeze with a freeze gun and Batman with a flame gun." Oh, so that's pretty like, cool. Oh man, this yeah. is going to be great. So nice. Um, I'm not reading Detective. That sounds really good. Yeah, you know, you know what I thought came out, but it does not that with that new Wonder Woman Black Label book called Dead Earth. Apparently, it comes out on December 18th. And I was like, oh, how was it? Did you pick that up? And uh, apparently, you didn't because it, it's not out. So, That's probably why you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I didn't know the same guy does it. I'm not familiar with this guy. Daniel Warren Johnson. He writes and draws it. And the art's a little, I don't know, not really sold in the art. It's, it's all right. But it's like, it's definitely Wonder Woman post apocalyptic, like Fallout, like nuclear war happened or something. So, I don't know. I'm going to try it out. See how it is. It's one of four, yeah. so it's not a big commitment. And they're six ninety nine, so they're not seven ninety nine. But it's the black label, the big magazine size. And then I have oh, some more about? news here. So I, I'm just on news around right. Yeah. I clicked it. It said uh, 2020 uh, full comic book video game release schedule. I'm like, ooh, what's coming out? Because you know, the Avengers game's coming out. This is a big letdown. So I click on it. I'm like, all right, here we go. One Punch Man. That's anime. Manga, okay. So Marvel Ventures is May fifteenth, uh, and it's like unscheduled. So their whole article is games coming out next year. There's only two, and it says unscheduled. That could be any time. An Iron Man virtual reality game, which eh. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which I have no idea, and the rest is all anime. I'm like, okay, this one, this was a, a clickbait article. But speaking of video games, I know I know your wife will be out for Black Friday. You want to tell her to slap by Best Buy because Devil May Cry 5 is only $15 at Best Buy. Whoa. Yeah. And and we all have we have these already, but Spider-Man, God of War, 10 bucks for PlayStation 4 and Black Friday at Best Buy. Buy them anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, another good game was um, Horizon Zero Dawn for PlayStation, 10 bucks. Um, uh, Red Dead 2 is, is 25 but I mean, I've seen Devil May Cry 5, I'm like, $15? Like, even if it's not that good, that's dirt cheap. So Best Buy has a lot of good games. So I'm going to try to get out for that and especially anyone if you have not played Spider-Man for PS4 for $10 that's that. absolutely pick that up it's Best Buy? yeah Best Buy yeah now I don't know if it's going to be on Thanksgiving night you know how they do that now or if it's fr- Friday I don't know what day exactly I gotta f- find that out but I know it's Best Buy I've seen the, the ad and I was like wow this is great Devil May Cry 5 yeah $15 right? for me <laughs> There it is. Well, I see how I said, well, whenever my nephews come over, they all want to play on my PlayStation. On my oldest nephew, who's a year younger than Lily, so he's 13, mm-hmm. uh, he's really good at the Spider-Man game. So I just text her, Spider-Man PS4, $10 Black Friday, Cooper would like it, Devil May Cry 5, 15, your husband would like it. Like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's a couple other games. I think like the Call of Duty game is $25. Uh, like I said, Red Dead 2. There's a control game. I want to get this $25. Uh, Resident Evil 2, that one that's redone, $15. Bucks. I'm going to pick that up as well. And the controllers are 40 bucks. Yeah. So I'm going to spend a, a little bit of money Black Friday if I get out and get to uh, Best Buy. So. I, will not be I will be sitting up. My plan for Black Friday is to wake up, go to the gym, come home, and watch all the Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus. Okay, I was planning on doing it on DVD, but I will not need to because Disney Plus doesn't have all the Star Wars stuff. So Now here's I, a question. I'll have to ask Ashley. Do they have the edited movies and then the unedited Star Wars? You know how like when they edit the scenes? Can you pick? I wonder. 
from what I understand is George Lucas, uh, before he sold, again, this is my comic guys are telling me this, before he sold all of the Star Wars stuff over to Disney, he did some editing things, mm-hmm. and they, he gave them to Disney, put them in the can, and nobody really knew about it until it was already uploaded to, uh, it was a car, like when Han shot Greedo, yeah. Greedo yells something, and obviously that's a very iconic scene in Star Wars. Greedo yelled something, and a lot of people were just like, "That wasn't there before." Oh wow, it was, yeah. It was one of those many George Lucas edited that but, he uh, he gave to Star Wars. So I, I would think Disney, if Disney. if they care, you know, they would get the unedited ones, like the old VHS. I mean, I'm sure people want to watch the unedited ones. Or you know how like when they came out in the '90s, then after Phantom Menace, and they added a couple minutes to each Star Wars with new uh, CG stuff. Even if it's just like a different pan with aliens walking by. I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere someone's like, I don't want to watch the original, I want to watch the original, so. Why not? Why don't I have all of them on there? Yeah, why not? On, it's not like they're Star Wars, hurting for space. Back, and then it's just like, here's the three or four versions of it. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. So here's something else I've seen that, that DC announced the full lineup for the Suicide, Suicide Squad book that Tom Taylor's going to write. So I think I might pick that up just because Tom Taylor's great. And, uh, so I'm going to go through the, the lineup. Tell me if you know anybody other than Harley and Deadshot. So the first up on the list, The Airy. He's like a Archangel-looking guy. You ever hear of him? Yes, Austin Aries. Yeah, yes, not Austin Aries. I'm going to go through him. And you know, yeah. Suicide Squad, the gimmick is, you know, everyone dies. So it ain't looking good for anyone but Harley and Deadshot. <laughs> Next up is Chaos Kitten. And she looks kind of like a, a Asian Bruce Lee character. With, and she has a hat that says, nope. Chaos Kit. And then next is uh, a guy who looks kind of like a... He's a black guy, but he has like an Iron Man thing in his chest. His name is Deadly Six. Never heard of him. And then we got a guy named Jog, <laughs> who looks like he can run fast. And he spray paints things. Well, he should be able to run fast. Yeah, with the name Jog. Jog right? <laughs> then there's a guy named Locke, who has scars all over his face. And glasses and a business suit. And then there's a girl... I think she's from something. Her name is Osita. She looks like a real jack chick, like like powerhouse and she has a robotic arm then up next is thylacine and she looks like a female gambit then there's tnt get it tnt and i guess he has explosion powers he has a hood up he kind of looks a little bit like the unabomber so i I get the gimmick there (laughs) (laughs) then we got a girl who i don't know she has a suit it's ripped up and her name is wink she has short blonde hair and part of it's dyed blue no idea what her powers are and then, of course, Harley and Deadshot. So, do you think anyone makes it out of the first uh, five issues other than Harley and Deadshot? I don't know. Maybe they give T- uh, Jog. I'm a big fan of uh, Jog and TNT. Uh, TNT. Get it? TNT. I think maybe they get the push. The other ones, I think this is a very expendable roster. Oh, wait. There's two more. There's two aquatic-looking guy, monster guys, and their names are Scale and Finn. Get it? Oh. Yeah, it seems like they said, "Hey, create a bunch of people we can kill." <laughs> but that's the that's the Suicide Squad book. And let me see when that comes out here. December eighteenth, written by Tom Taylor and art by Bruno Redondo. No idea. So I, I might pick it up because I, I really like Tom Taylor. And uh, hey, if you like Harley Deadshot, but I would say don't get too attached to any of those other characters. Yeah. Although I, th- I don't know. I think I think John's going to get the big Jog, push. Jog, Jog will be the hot... Maybe that will be the Naomi of the group. <laughs> I think Jog's then going to join the rogues and they're going to oh. kill Team Flash. Yeah. We got a guy for you, Flash. His name's Jog. Because see, what, think about it. Flash, what's his big power? He can run fast. So eventually Flash is going to get tired. Yeah. Jog's not going to get tired because he's not running fast. He's just jogging. Yeah. And he'll, 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 slow and steady wins the race. 
And here's our big news. Uh, Black Adam, The Rock is officially playing him, the, one of the worst kept secrets in Marvel movies. But it's going to come out December 22nd, 2021. That's been going on for like five or six years yeah, now. Yeah, that he's been working with. Now it's officially official. The Rock posted an image where he, it's like, I guess the movie poster done by a little guy named Jim Lee. And it's The Rock as Black Adam looks awesome. So, I don't know. I like Shazam. I like this. I'm sure after this movie they'll fight in the next one. I know Aquaman too. I think they just started filming. Really? Yeah, and then Wonder Woman comes out next year. So, that's yeah. some good stuff out here. Um, I'm going to go into TV Talk Flash and Arrow both on hiatus, but I did watch them from the previous week. So Nash Wells was like the 90th version of Harrison Wells <laughs> on the show, which is fine because Tom Cavanaugh's fantastic. He's basically Indiana Wells. Mm-hmm. So him and Joe get locked into this room and like, we have 42 minutes into the oxygen of this room because uh, Nash Wells is on search for the monitor. And he finds basically where the monitor has been hiding. And then as him and Joe get go into a set room, a bunch of rocks fall. They, he has a device that tells you how much oxygen is left in the room. So like 42 minutes. And then Ralph did me. Elongated. Oh my God, I can't even talk to that. Elongated. Yes, he comes for the big save. And then the very last thing he's... Now, Barry's not in this episode at all. Like Everybody understands Barry's got to die. They're trying to spend as much time with him. So it's like him and Iris are all dressed up. Like, we're going to the beach. It's all you guys. So it's like a Cisco episode where Breacher comes in, who's played by Danny Trejo, a.k.a. Machete. So it's basically a Cisco episode. So that, that, that was really good. But the main thing that happens at the end is the very last thing that Nashwell says is, I know how to save Barry from the crisis. And now they're like a two or three week hiatus. I'm like, oh my God, oh, what a good thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then Arrow's been really, really good. I know that Stephen Bell tweeted out earlier this week that they just finished rapping. The last thing for Arrow, and they did do a uh, a trailer for Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is going to be all these crossovers were, were anywhere, but since they started about three years ago, mm-hmm. they were three or four episodes. This one's going to be five. Oh, wow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, yeah, but I guess there's more shows now, so that makes sense. Yep, and you did, I did get to see Tom Welling in the Superman outfit from Smallville. So. Oh, yeah, that, that's cool that you're doing that. They're putting, they're putting a lot of Easter eggs in. I think when it's all said and done, you'll be like, wow, there's, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. You're going to get a lot of people that are complaining, like, oh, Tom Welling was only in it for, like, 60 seconds. Well, I'm like, well, they don't, that's what he's supposed to be. I want to focus yeah. on the, the current stuff that's going on. It's little it's Easter bad. eggs just to be like, oh, how about that? That exists, you know? Like like the picture of, uh, uh, what's his name as uh, Batman? Oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Beetlejuice. What's Michael that? Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah. Like, he, he's, he, there's a picture of him in the show somewhere as Batman or Bruce Wayne or something. Like, that's just a little cool Easter egg. I think that like real Beetlejuice. No, 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 not that Beetlejuice. He'd take down a monitor. It would be, it'd be a five minute episode. Like, monitor? Yeah. Anti monitor, you want some of this? He punches the wall. He punches the monitor. Yeah. And, they show him, and then they show him partying. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I can't quote Beetlejuice at all because it's all curse words. <laughs> so. Who, me? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, who, me? That, you that's fine. He called, he called out CM Punk once. Remember when he was. He's waiting outside the Stern studio, oh. and it was like right before his fight. He's like, "What do you think about CM Punk?" And he's like, "I'm a fan, but I whip his ass. If you take him again, let me show you, show me some of your moves." And he started shadow boxing. I think that that's <laughs> the big money match. <laughs> I remember they did that one time when uh, they they had beat call up Mike Tyson too. <laughs> Mike Tyson or yeah. B, can you beat up Mike Tyson? Yeah. He, he always said he already did. Yeah, yeah, he already did. Like, yeah, you already done. Already happened. You know, we just we just don't, we missed it all. <laughs> 
Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, I'm super excited about that. Batwoman has been excellent. Uh, that's been uh, extremely well as well. I think I'm one behind on that. Walking Dead has still been mad. And Supergirl's just, just been okay. Yeah, that's right. I think Supergirl might be the last season for that. It's just it's a shame because Melissa Benoist is so good. Yeah. If they ever do a Supergirl movie, don't cast her. It's a, it's a shame. Yeah. She's a, but you go, there's only so much you can do with Supergirl outside of, you know. Yeah. You have to, obviously, the guy who plays Martian Manhunter is really good. When they're bringing in like that stuff, like the stuff from Mars. And I know that she's going to steal the show and this uh, the five-episode crossover. The yeah. show more to do. But when you don't have Superman and everything, it's... it's I mean, I know they do, but, you know, yeah. I, th- I think six seasons is enough. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, they, uh, now, on Batwoman, they are showing the origin of how uh, Beth, Batwoman's sister... Sister, the blonde becomes one. Al- yeah, becomes Alice from, you know, the evil Alice from Wonderland. So, and it's, like, heartbreaking. Like, she's kidnapped by, like, this crazy guy. And, like, she's only, like, a little girl, like, a couple years younger than Lily. I'm like, oh, my God, I'd go nuts. Yeah, oh, my God. I go nuts, but that was uh, all the shows have been really good. Like I said, Walking Dead just been kind of middle of the road. That's what it's been for the last two or three seasons. Yeah, I think it's that's just gonna be riding it out until eventually it gets canned. You know, I don't think it's going to because on AMC it's still the highest rated show. Yeah, that's something. I mean, like, can, can you imagine if it's on for another ten years? Like, what the hell would they even do with it? I don't know. I don't know. Walking Dead twenty fifty five or whatever. You know, like it's well, in the future. Have, yeah, then they have Fear the Walking Dead, and I think there's another. Cause they shot a pilot for another yeah. uh, Walking Dead spinoff. It's just like, all right, yeah, I think you, you beat that drum too much. But again, yeah, the com- the comics were always in the top ten, you know, and then uh, Kirkman just decided to end it. And then like so, the show is even though the ratings keep getting worse and worse, it's still the, the highest rated show on AMC. Yeah, so, I think that sounds. I mean. Who knows? I guess they'll go the milk it for all it's worth. But I mean, at some point, even the, even the the diehardest fans can be like, okay, enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, even that, even uh, Sarah, uh, the girl that wrestles that backpacker, she used a huge diehard Walking Dead. I mean, she's got four or five tattoos of Walking Dead. And I texted her, I sent her a message the other day, and I said, "Oh, you caught up Walking Dead? She's like, no, I'm three behind." I'm like, you can you like a diehard? Yeah, she was there, real into it. Yeah, she's just. Uh, I think it's. I think it's just kind of weird to everybody. Plus, it's like all the main characters are gone. Yeah, you know, so I mean, yeah, it's hard to get back from that. You know, I mean, hey, had a great run. What's been on for seven, eight seasons? I think this is eight, season eight or nine. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, and I mean, that was the talk of the town. They, they made their money. I know Robert Kirkman made a lot of money. What, what's he working on now? Because obviously he's not working on the show anymore, right? Or is he is working Outcast, on the show? Is Outcast still coming out on comic book? I don't think so. Maybe it's he coming back. I don't know. I know he was writing that, and then he was writing. I think he had another, like, a short lived book, but it was not like a miniseries. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, he did. I forget what that was, but I think he's still working on the show. I know Greg Nicotero, who the first couple seasons was like the lead makeup guy. Mm-hmm. He's basically kind of the showrunner, but he's like Kirkman's like Vince. It's just like everything's still got to go through. Yeah, but I guess hey, he's still getting money, so it's like yeah, do whatever you want. Why <laughs> just yeah. sit here and count money? That's his deal. So, uh, any other comic talks there? No, but I, I, I think that's it for books. I did find out. Here's the movies that are coming out for next year. For, for 2020, we get The Birds of Prey, which is for February 7th, which is basically Harley Quinn the movie. Then, uh, this says, oh yeah, February 21st, Bloodshot, which is the Valley Comics one with Vin Diesel. April 3rd, I don't think this has happened, The New Mutants, because that got pushed back and I thought was canceled. May 1st is Black Widow. June 5th is Wonder Woman 1984, aka Wonder Woman 2. July 31st, I haven't heard anything about this. I don't think this has happened in Morbius. I think that got canned. And then finally, November 6th is Eternals, which I think that's still on the the list to get done, but I, I didn't hear anything about that either. I thought that was the first... I thought that 
that was going to be coming out in April. So they so Black Widow's going to be well. That makes sense because usually the first week of May is free comic book day. Yeah. Marvel has has a big hitter there. Uh, obviously, they're not going to do what they did the last few years with the Avengers movies and. No. Uh, I think, yeah. So that's that obviously, and I think even before that was uh, might have been uh, the second or third. It might have been Civil War. So things like Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. So it's like you're not going to get those big hitters. So yeah, it makes sense. Give uh, give Scarlett Johansson the the, the, the run there. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be a it'll be a uh, summer for uh, female heroes because they got Black Widow one month and then Wonder Woman the next month. Yeah, that's cool. From what I understand, they did say that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the Black Widow movie. It makes sense. Probably, flashbacks, yeah. you know. Probably okay. just as Tony Stark. Yeah, who, who would get mad at that? <laughs> I would. Not I. Sir. No, and then I got, I got 2021. So February is Shang Chi. May is Doctor Strange and the what, the Multiverse of Madness. June 25th, the new Batman movie, which who knows how that's going to be. Then July 16th, untitled Sony Marvel Studios Spider-Man sequel. Uh, August 6th is The Suicide Squad. I didn't know they were going to make it a second one. And then uh, November 5th is Thor Love and Thunder. And then December 22nd is the Black Adam that I already talked about. So, But that's our comic book movies that are on the docket so far. But you never know when a narrow can pop up. Card subject. Yes. Mar- Marvel just might say, Yeah, we want to get that X-Men movie out. <laughs> our Fantastic Four. Like they did with Spider-Man. Hey, here's Captain Marvel. Eh, we, we got Spider-Man. We're going to put it out first. I did see that. Joker just passed a billion dollars. Yeah, how about that? So I, I would say they're going to make a sequel. Yeah, I know that they weren't going to, and then they once they made all this money, they got Greenlit to do it. The only thing is they, they need to get Walking Phoenix because he was going to be one and done on it. Yeah, so I mean, I think if, you once, if you don't yeah, get him, once, then what's the point? I think once they say, here's $20 million, sir. Yeah. Oh, I don't want that. Well, here's twenty five million. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they definitely left it open to a to a sequel or even a trilogy. Yeah. So I know you didn't see it. I won't spoil it for you. But when it, when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray or VHS or however you watch movies, definitely set aside two hours and two minutes to go to watch it because it's fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 it is on my my to watch list as soon as it comes out. So, uh, I think it was Tuesday, it might have been Monday, I was watching Batwoman, and I was like, man, it's a really good episode, but he's like, you know, just not in the mood for this. I want to watch some Misawa and Kabashi versus the Holy Demon Army of Kawada and Taiyo. So I shut it off, and I turned on, put on the old YouTube app on PlayStation, and the first thing that came on YouTube was the Noah show from 11-2 that I probably checked YouTube and Dailymotion 10 times. A day waiting for the show to pop up. I would pay. Now, no, it is not have a streaming service. I just I, it's smart for them not to have a streaming service because they, there's no. I mean, it would be super expensive for them to start one. Yeah. And there's really no demand outside of Japan for it. So sometimes I know the show tomorrow. Cork and Hall they can be live streaming from YouTube. So sometimes they stream the shows from YouTube. Sometimes a couple of days afterwards they put it up. So I was like, oh man. You know, I'm sorry, Masawa Kabashi, but you guys are gonna have to get back seat because I want to watch the uh, the Noah show. So uh, it was called uh, the best. For, it was they drew over five thousand people, which is their largest draw in I don't know six seven years since I think like Kabashi, Kent, and like Marufuji were all there. So I was like, I want to go put it. So you know, when you go to YouTube, it tells you how long the clip is. Mm-hmm. Four, four hours and twenty three minutes. Ooh. I was like, yeah, just not gonna have the time for this. Yeah. So, uh, I know I needed to watch the last four matches, which I know the main event, which was uh, Kino and uh, Ke- Keito Kimiya for the uh, Noah title. 
I know the co-main event was for the crown the first ever uh, national champion, which is like their mid-card title, which was Michael Elgin versus Sukuhara. Uh, I also knew you were going to get Marafuchi and Muda, and you were going to get um, my new favorite team, Access, the uh, Noah Tag Champs of, uh, of Go Shizaki and um, oh, just like well, keep, um, uh, and Na- uh, Nakajima. Okay. And they were taking on the uh, the team of. Uh, Kiyomiya, not to be confused with Kiyomiya and uh, Amare. So I started the clip and I went to go do something and I knew I was going to fast forward it and literally 20 seconds in the clip Kabashi's music plays. I was like, whoa, this is how we're starting this? So Kabashi comes out and, and I, it was in Sumo Hall, which is where a lot of the All Japan stuff in the 90s took place. Like mm-hmm. A lot of those legendary matches took place in Sumo Hall. So I thought that was pretty cool. So Kabashi comes out, plays goes nuts. Obviously, I don't know what he's saying. Obviously, it's not uh, Access TV. I don't have subtitles. There's no English commentators. I don't know what he said, but I thought that was really cool. And then they did the all right before they started to start to run down the card. They played the All Japan TV theme music. I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool. So I fast forward. What I need to fast forward to the tag match was real fun. Shizaki and uh, Nakajima looked great as, as always. Those guys are just they work really well together. Match super stiff. The finish was Nakajima hit this crazy head kick that I thought he knocked out uh, Kiyomiya Ooh. for real. And then he was spike game like Spike Brainbuster. That was the finish. Uh, next match was Marafuji and Buddha. And I think I text you. The match is only like 10 minutes long. I think I text you and I was like, yeah, this is like the New Japan refs because they didn't see anything. There were three <laughs> different types of mist. There was a fire extinguisher used, several and several chairs. So the finish was after a whole bunch of misting from Buddha, he goes to miss Marafuji for like the third or fourth time. Marafuji grabs Buddha's mouth, and like puts like a claw, like just on his mouth so he doesn't miss. Buddha kind of like half-ass shoves the ref and then throws a fireball in Marafuji's face, and then he hits him with three shining wizards and pins him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd still like to watch it. Like that's a match. Current Muda, you know, you're not getting a five star match, but it will still be entertaining. It was good because you saw. And obviously, he said he's never doing the moon salt ever again, and I understand why. But the shining wizard still looks really good. He still does the gimmick really well. And he's in there at Marafuji, so you know Marafuji's leading like the cool spots. But then I think he's just using the other gimmicks, like the mist, the fireball, the chairs, just to kind of mask like what he can't do. But yeah. it was super fun. And again, yeah. it wasn't like a twenty-minute match. It was, a, it was like like nine, ten minutes. Yeah, which should, but that's as much as it should. So I, I would still watch it. I'll have, I'll have to watch that on YouTube because I, I just yeah. I just recently started using the YouTube app on PlayStation. I'm like, why, why did I use this <laughs> all the time? You know, rather than watch on my computer. Just, yeah, just type in Noah the best, and like you'll see it comes up. It's like I want to say it's four hours and twenty-three minutes. And you can pretty much just fast forward until I think it's like two fifty in to get to like the last uh, the last core matches. Oh yeah, I have to do that. So co-main event was uh, Segura and Elgin. Elgin, if you remember from last year's G one, one of his finishes he was using was the Burning Hammer, obviously invented by Kanta Kabashi. However, a lot of people don't know this. Kabashi only used the Burning Hammer like seven times. Mm. Like he only used it in big matches. Like the desperation finisher, they call it. He can't beat yeah. him with the, the lariat or whatever. He'll bring that out. Yeah, he had. He would use the uh, the lariat and the moonsault as a finish. So like he'd use it on Misawa. He'd use it on Akiyama at the Tokyo Dome. And I think he used it on Misawa two or three times. To, uh, to like, yeah, I think I think in like the twelve singles matches they had, those were the only ones that Kabashi won was using the burning hammer. So it's funny because like on court, the match is great. That's hard hitting. Uh, a lot of falls. He's well paced. Good psychology. 
So, I don't know if this was planned or not, but he set Sakura up for the burning hammer. And he's now when Kabashi came out, he went right over to commentary. Oh, and before the match started, uh, Ricky Choshu was going to present the winner with the uh, with the with the with the new belt, which I thought was kind of weird because Choshu is a new Japan guy. But anywho, regardless, he's still a uh, still a legend in um, in the in pro wrestling, Japanese pro wrestling. So he goes to set up Elgin sets up Segura for the Burning Hammer, and he sets him up in the corner that's right next to the Japanese commentary table where Kabashi is. And Kabashi just has this look on his face like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> you can't do uh, that. Give me a good Benjamin. Yeah. yeah, of course he doesn't hit it. Uh, Segura gets out and Segura does like an angle slam. And he actually does a, he does an ankle lock as well. So mm. it's kind of weird he uses two current angles finishers. Yeah. Uh, but he kind of he makes it his own. So he hits uh, an angle slam on Elgin for the win. And then the main event, uh, what they did is they retired the first Noah Bell and they came out like a new design. Yeah, I seen it. It looks so, nice. Yeah, Kabashi, and it's all green on the back, which is nice. Oh, that's kind of cool. like yeah. kind of tribute to Masawa, and uh, Kabashi is going to present the winner. Uh, they went about thirty-two minutes, and uh, Kiyomiya does really good. He uses a, a, a crossface chicken wing. He used to wear down his opponents. And he uses the tiger suplex as his finish. Mm. So, like that's like the psychology that they were using. They were going back and forth. A lot of stiff shots from Kino. Kino's got like a lot of really good strikes. Uh, match was definitely excellent. Definitely, uh, you have time this weekend to at least, if you only check out one match from the show, check out the match from uh, the main event, which was uh, Kino and uh, uh, Kiyomiya. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was awesome. This is, I don't know if Meltzer's review and Noah, but this was like on borderline like five stars. Mm. I know I seen Meltzer, he released his full gear results. So we'll get to there then, but uh, I didn't see anything on Noah. Yeah, I don't think he's reviewed Noah in a long, long time. So, yeah, definitely when you get a chance, definitely check that out. Uh, Kino versus Keitu Kiyomiya. And then okay. because the other guy in the tag match is Kiyomita. Yeah, I know the, uh, the names are very similar. Yeah, like... The, like and then Kino Miyahara is the, you know, the All Japan guy. So Yeah, a lot of Ks. But yeah. uh, Kiyomiya's last name is spelled K-I-Y-O-M-I-Y-A. Where Masa Kiyomiya is spelled K-I-T-I-Y-A. So, <laughs> wow. Tongue ties. That's probably so, like Japanese people like back in the nineties. Probably like who's Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Christian. Like you know, a lot of Chris is going yeah. on there. So, all right, sir. Um, let's go to uh, NWA Power. I was gonna say we're, we're on, while we're talking about YouTube, you watched NWA Power. Now this is the first you watched episode six, right? With the Rock and Roll Express come I, out in the beginning. I saw bits and pieces. I did see the Cole Cabana. Uh, thing and I saw the promo afterwards at the desk, which I thought was good. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the, another NWA, very easy to watch. It's a short show. This one was forty-five minutes. So it was a little bit shorter, but uh, yeah, the, the, it was Kingston and Homicide doing a promo. The Rock and Roll Express came out, basically, kind of you know putting each other over. And then there was uh, Trevor Murdoch wrestled Caleb Conley, who's one of their young guys. And the Trevor Murdoch, like they're really trying to push him as like the old school heel, like Dick Murdoch, or like uh, they mentioned he was trained by uh, uh, who was he trained by? Harley Race, I know. I get there. Yeah, so they, they do that, and the, the, the crowd really is into Trevor Murdoch. And I forget what he—I think he won with a, a double stomp or something. Yeah, double. Yeah, for near four. Oh no, what, what did he win with? No, it was a full Nelson slam. So that was that. And then there was a uh, Thunder Rosa, who I really like. I've never seen too much of her. I really like her. They have her where she turned uh, Marty Bell on her friend uh, Allison. Uh, Elson K, who's the women's world champion. So they had a basically a job match. And they just beat the hell out of two jobber girls. And then there was, uh, as I scroll down here, I'm trying to think. Oh, the, the question mark debut. They kept on this commercial for the question mark. Did you see this at all? 
No. The, the commercials, they have these wacky commercials in NWA, and the one was like, who is the Mark? Like, get it, the Mark. And uh, there's a guy there that wrestles Josephus, so he does a lot of backstage stuff, and he's, Josephus is like a goofy redneck character. Well, he came out as the question mark, and the crowd just ate it up. It's just one of these over-the-top gimmicks where he's like a lame 80s mask guy, kind of like when uh, Cole Cabana was doing Matt Classic. It's very much like that, and the crowd just uh, ate it up. And then he, he kind of finished the guy off with like the Mang throat chop thing. So he beat the job guy, but he was so over that they had a, Eli Drake was cutting a promo, and they started chanting for question mark during it. I was like, oh. And Eli Drake, who's a good talker, I've never seen too much of him because I didn't watch TNA three, two years ago or Impact when it was really at the worst it ever was. So I'm glad he's getting a platform. And then Coco Man was cutting that promo, and they're going to lead to a match of uh, him versus Ricky Starks. And then what was the, as I scrolled down here, oh yeah, the, the main event was, uh, it was a tag match, and Nick Aldis said he's gonna come out and watch it. And it kind of just ended in a big, uh, a big uh, schmoz. The Wild Cards versus Outlaw Inc., which is Homicide and uh, Eddie Kingston. But uh, I believe the Wild Cards won, kept the tag belts. Yeah, what? And uh, they still didn't set up how the Rock and Roll is gonna eventually get those tag belts. Obviously, we know because they post pictures and stuff. But it was, it was a fun episode. So NWA Power, and it's easy to watch. Again, this one was 45 minutes, and. Uh, no, no, it's just fun. It's something different, and it's cool seeing the uh, stadium thing. And then Billy Corgan was on. They they edited this in and said that uh, the next set of tapings is completely sold out. The pay per view in December is also completely sold out. And they said, awesome. that, look for more things for the NWA because this this isn't all they're doing. They're gonna do more and they join the mailing list. I'm like, wow, good for NWA. Billy Corgan just took what was basically nothing and turned it around 100. percent Now, where's the pay per view gonna be at? Somewhere in Atlanta. And it's called okay. Into the Fire, because the, the, they have the Dawkins song at the beginning of uh, the tapings. And I knew, like, in the first set of tapings, they had a full crowd. In the second taping, they taped off an area. And I'm like, man, when they do the tapings again, that place is going to be, they'll be turning them away. <laughs> Just because of the popularity of it, you know? It's awesome, man. You're yeah. wrestling all yeah. together as a whole. We keep saying that's that's great. Yeah, so good yeah, for the NWA. Great. Just making, making money and, and uh, being something different, you know? Now, what do you think the, I mean, you watch every episode of NWA Power. What do you think the main, obviously, the office defending the title, what do you think it's going to be? I don't know, because the cool thing about NWA is they have, like, everybody says they want the belt. Like, it, maybe I'm thinking all this versus James Storm, or if not James Storm, then probably Eli Drake, because that kind of seems like the way they're going. And they also have uh, Tim Storm there, too, who was the former champion. But I, I, I'm, gonna th I'm probably going to say James Storm or Eli Drake versus Aldis for the main event. Yeah, I agree. Now, I know when they had the work, uh, Ring of Honor had the working relationship, they were teasing some uh, Nick Aldis, uh, Eli Drake stuff there. So, uh, so you know, I think they, maybe that's where they were going. But yeah. then, of course, that relationship got ruined. It's another story for another day. Yeah. So, that's awesome. That and then, like then we'll have the, the Rock and Roll will be defending the tag titles. Who knows against who? Because they, uh, they have maybe, one more set of tapings to record before the pay-per-view. So. Maybe me and you. Maybe yeah, and that'd, you. that'd be awesome. We'll be on the NWA paper. We don't even know it yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from what I saw, again, I didn't see bits and clips, uh, uh, clips of it. I think it's going to be Homicide Nutty Kingston. Yeah, I can see that. Because be a fun match. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're, they're kind of better heels, so I could see that. Maybe they're, you know, they save the Rock and Roll Express and they turn over or something like that. And then yeah, well, Cabana will t uh, defend the national title probably against, uh, what's his name, Sparks. And, and then a bunch of other matches. The girl match, uh, Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell versus Allison Kay and somebody. So, I don't know. They're, they're building up the storylines. It's it's a fun show. Awesome. And speaking of fun shows, Impact was another 
super fun show. It started with uh, our buddy Ace Austin came out to do commentary for there was a multi-man X-Division qualifier match, which Trey Miguel won by pinning Petey Williams. And then uh, after he won, his mother was in the front row and she gave him a kiss on the forehead. <laughs> and then Ace Austin goes, that's, wow, that's his mom? Wow, wow. So it's like, you know, that, that gimmick where Ace Austin is the Triple X champion. So. Yeah. Uh, and he's sitting out of the park. I think it's pretty fun. So, so good on him. They continue to build up Taya Valkyrie and Jordan Grace, which will probably be the uh, women's match for the next pay per view, which I think is entitled "Hard to Kill." Yeah. Uh, they, yep. They did make mention of there's going to be a six way elimination match for the number one contenders on next week's show for the uh, number one contenders. But I know that already got spoiled for who won that. So yeah, because uh, the, the main event is Tessa versus uh, Sammy Callahan for the heavyweight title. Yeah, they did uh, Sammy and Madman Fulton, which is their their heater, their big guy versus Tessa and uh, Rich Swan, which OVE won. That was a really really good match. And then the main event, kind of just, uh, skip around the high point. The main event was the North, the tag champ, which is um, the, the Human Weapon Josh Alexander and All Eagle Ethan Page, where the tag champs versus two former GHC heavyweight champions. I guess kind of know a thing in uh, Mara Fuji and Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I love that. So it was nice. Eddie Edwards was still in the t-shirt and jeans gimmick, but he was. But it was more. He was doing a lot of wrestling. So oh, it was like okay. more of the uh, the Ring of Honor Eddie Edwards that I've been. You know, that's the Eddie Edwards that I want to see. And I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder. You know, obviously Marufuji was, was a great tag wrestler. You know, he had the round with Kenta and Nishimori uh, and Eddie Edwards. Obviously, you know, with David Richards with the American Wolves. They had some really cool double teams. Now, one of Eddie Edwards' finishers he uses is a power bomb. And Marafuji obviously does 94 different variations of the super kick. So one of the double team moves they had is Eddie had the guy set up for the power bomb. Like he had him in like pile drive position where he had him in his uh, between his legs. Mm-hmm. And Marafuji like ducked down and super kicked through like Eddie like behind Eddie Edwards' block to super kick a Josh Alexander in the head. Mm-hmm. So then he hit the power bomb when Josh Alexander kicked out. He kicked out over, so it looked like he was almost pinning Eddie Edwards. Oh, that's cool. So. And so then Marafuji super kicked him back down. And I thought that was going to be the finish. And they kind of went back and forth. And then uh, they got the finish with uh, their finisher is Josh Alexander gets the guy up in the torture rack. And then he flips him over. And Ethan Page uh, catches the guy in the spine buster. So oh, that's cool. That match Different. was awesome. It was like, you know, since we've been reviewing the shows, like, uh, like hey, you know, there's nothing really crazy off the page. There's nothing bad. But nothing that, like, flew me away. And so we got to the tag match. So. Hmm. I thought this watch impact. Give it a shot. Yeah, here. definitely. If you get a chance, definitely you might be able to find at least that main event uh, on YouTube, which it's it's they're called the North versus obviously Eddie Edwards and Mare Fuji. Okay. I thought that was that was terrific. So all in all, great show. And speaking of great shows, Wednesday Night Wars, sir. Did you get a chance to watch NXT? I only watched the the first match, Angel Garza versus Blue uh, Rush, and it was very good. I went to watch the latter match. I know I heard it was very good. Uh, Io Shirai versus Mia Yim. I did not get to see that. So I watched the first match. I'm going to watch the rest of it today, actually. I did watch all of AEW, though. Well, go on. So what do you think about AEW? I, I liked it. I thought there's uh, a little more talking on this show. And then we all have obviously had the good match with uh, Pac and Hangman again. And the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. I thought that was very good. And the main event was good. I mean, it wasn't a five-star match or anything. But I, I, I enjoyed AEW this week. There was uh, Nyla had a... A quick job match. He beat some girl, and then, but I didn't like it. They had Awesome Kong come right out after Nyla, Brandy, and Awesome Kong. And they beat up uh, Ali, and it's kind of like they're kind of the same character. Maybe split them up and put a different segment in there. I mean, that's just nitpicking. And then they had a uh, the, the awesome promo with uh, 
MJF and Jericho. Did you see that? Yeah, I yeah. saw the whole show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that that was great. And then Cody comes out, and then uh, Wardlow, that guy that they've been advertising here and there, comes out. and it, it, It's smart that they put a heater with MJF. And I don't think MJF, even though they were teasing, I don't think he's going to be in the inner circle proper because they never actually said you're in the inner circle. And I think that's smart to kind of keep MJF away from it and just have him and Wardlow as the heater. And then Cody has to go through Wardlow to get to MJF. So I don't know. I, I liked it. That was a good show. I agree. I think, obviously, the best, I think the best segment was the Cody, Jericho, MJF war. Oh, yes. Segment. I, I think that's a few that literally, because you knew Cody, and obviously we'll get into it, uh, the last you know, the last thing we'll talk about is, is the, the pay-per-view from Saturday. But you knew, like, obviously, okay, so Cody's not going to win. Obviously, it makes sense. Now they're going to pair him up with MJF and Wardlow. So you'll see maybe, like, Cody and Dustin versus these guys. And then you can do a whole bunch of things where maybe you bring Hangman in to do one thing or Kenny to bring in to do another. And I think you basically kind of just—I mean, this is could be what Cody and Jeff be doing for the next 10, 12, 14 months. Oh yeah, I mean, you could really stretch this out with uh, yeah, MJF, and then and then even when they have the uh, mid card titles they're gonna introduce, which will probably be a TV title involve that. Why not? And then I one of the uh, best lines in the promo when uh, Jericho said that uh, maybe his parents got a little excited when he was beating up Juventud Guerrero twenty five years ago on WCW Saturday Night. I was like, that is such a good line. <laughs> So and then and then MJF calls who the hell is Hoovy? So, How awesome be if Hoovy too is like one of Cody's mystery yeah. partners? Yeah, like, he runs out, runs out, and just hits the uh, what did he do? Shooting star press or four fifty? I forget what he did. Four fifty. Yeah, he, he, really, he did one really fast, and sometimes it got really dangerous. Yeah, that and I remember he did the uh, Michinoku driver too, Hoovy driver. <laughs> so, Hoovy's the juice. Yeah, juice, yeah, I'm sure they can book him because I don't think he's doing anything. But uh, yeah, great lines there for that. And then it was the the brawl with. Uh, Former LAX and Young Bucks, that was pretty cool. And uh, what was the, the very first match? I forget. I can't, I can't remember now. But it was another good show. So, what, what did you That's see good. from NXT? Yeah. The, um, well, the, I, the main, I just want to talk about the main event with Jericho getting pinned for the first time. Yeah, oh, yeah. How about that? And by Scorpio Sky. Yeah, we got to talk about that. So, that's setting up a lot of stuff there. Well, I think, too, if you go back and watch, Jericho hits the code breaker. Scorpio Sky kicks out. And then you see, I think it was Bryce was the rep. He comes over to Jericho in a panic and whispers something to him. Yeah. Jericho grabs Scorpio Sky and whip, and I didn't. I had it on the TVR and I was. I didn't have it timed out, and I was looking at a lot. I, you know, obviously, didn't know how much time was left. And then Scorpio Sky just grabs him and rolls him up. And then I pressed the the button. And I think I'm like, oh, there's only one minute of TV left. And Jericho threw a WCW style. Fit. Yeah, I thought like, that was, like, that was too. weird out of nowhere. Like they probably were running long. Didn't realize what time was up. Bryce is like, you need to go home now. Yeah, and, and you know, Jericho just you know calling the spot there. Hey, roll me up. But hey, hey. you know, Jericho lo- he loves to put people over and help the new guys out. Not that Scorpius guy's a new guy, but hey, that Scorpius guy, the first person to pin Jericho in AEW. So I'm sure they'll probably yeah. have that title match. I don't think maybe pay per view, but maybe on a, a Dynamite episode. There's a main event. Yep, there you go, right there. They can build it for next week. They can be like, all right, in two weeks we're gonna have this match, and then you basically you build it up there because I did see the ratings were out. And I think they were up eighteen percent. Yeah, the, I forget what it was. I'm not exactly, but they were somewhere around like nine hundred and some. They were below a million, nine hundred and some, and then eight or uh, NXT was somewhere around seven fifty. Yeah. So uh, the, the NXT was down again, but NXT I thought was by far the better show. I mean, as good as AEW was by far. They started with um, Leo Rush and Angel Garza. That was really good. And then they did uh, Roderick Strong. I mean, they did an angle that led into Roderick Strong versus Keith Lee. That was excellent. 
Uh, I think the best match of the two shows was the ladder match with uh, Io and Mia Yim. And it must have been, I think, it must have been uh, Triple H might have been, or Shawn Michaels might have said, all right, for the two women's matches, we need hard way. Because both matches had women's hard way, and they both pretty bloody. Well, I know, I, I know Mia got busted with the ladder in the nose. What, what happened to the other one? Uh, it was Zia Lee versus Aaliyah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she kicked her in the face or something. Yeah, it kicked her in the face, and I'm like, oh, that was just kind of a weird finish. And I don't know if she was supposed to go over, because I think they're really building up that, uh, that Aaliyah girl. Mm-hmm. And the ref just kind of counted to three, and then all of a sudden you see the doctors come in. I'm like, oh, I think it's a work. And then they show Aaliyah, they show, like, Aaliyah coming down from the towel, and it was all red. And they showed a picture of her backstage, and her nose was like, I mean, it was like exploded. Really, wow. I think she got a, I think, I think it was Zia Lee threw... Uh, the spin kick it just caught her in the the wrong slash right part. You know, accidents happen. Yeah. So I mean, obviously it was not no ill will intent there, but exploded her nose. And yeah, the Mia Yim thing. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but just wait when she takes the the drop kick the ladder in the face. I was like, oh man, that was a little stiff ski. And then Mia like she goes to move her hair and she turns around where she's face down, like her face is hitting the cameras, and you just see it leaking. Oh, I'm boy. like, oh bad. Yeah. That's one of the worst hard ways I've seen in a long time. But I'll give credit to the doctors. They got in there. They cleaned her up, and I'm like, that's got to be the big guy taking home. I mean, that's a great spot. And they went for another three or four minutes, and it really added to the match. Really? So, if anything, it was like an accidental hard way that got me a year even more over. Oh, yeah. I, I got That's on my to watch list. I, I wanted to get in yesterday, I just didn't get to it. Yeah. Um, I would get to, if you're going to watch anything that we're talking about from this past week, definitely get to uh, uh, Kyoto versus Kino. From, from Noah. Get to that first. Okay. Then the ladder match. And then there was another good match. Oh, it was... Roddy and Keith Lee? Uh, no, it was Jonah Rock versus... I forget what his name is now in NXT. Shane Strickland? Strain, yeah, versus Strange Strickland. Yeah, Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah yeah. I forget which... That match was excellent. That match was, it was, it was just tucked away. I want to say those four matches in NXT were better than any of the matches on AEW. Oh, wow. And that's thing AEW was bad. I thought Pac and Heyman was good. I thought the main event tag match was really good, but I think the uh, the Angel Garza Leah Rush match was better. I think that uh, I know Roddy and um, Keith Lee was better. Mia Yim and uh, Io. Now it started out real slow, like five minutes in. I'm like, oh, really? But like they do a re- Io does a really good selling. Like they do this spot not to ruin anything for you, but Mia starts working at Io's hand, mm-hmm. and Io cannot open up the ladder. I'm like, that's genius. You know, I mean. How many ladder matches have we seen, you know, in, in different federations over the years? A zillion. So yeah. I thought it was something completely different. And then it amps up the last four or five minutes. Oh, cool. And then uh, Jonah Rock, I forget what his name is. I forget. Uh, Bronson. I want to oh, say Ed Brisson. Oh, something Bronson, yeah. That, 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 some Bronson. The, yeah, some of the NXT guys have such weird names. But that match, now I've seen Jonah Rock a whole bunch of PWG, but him and Shane Strickland. But somebody said that was the best match of the Wednesday night. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. That match was so good. Wow, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch it. I only watched the first match. I'm like, this match is pretty good. It seems that because there's, there's, uh, a lot of times the better matches are NXT, but then the better show overall is AEW. They gotta get, I think NXT's got to get on a full sale. I mean, the crowd's yeah. pop, but just like, it, does, it doesn't have that big presentation that AEW has. Yeah, so if you're just flipping, you're like, oh, this show, this show looks like a real show. So, yeah. But again, both shows were great. I just thought that uh, NXT show was, uh, was way better than AEW. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. It's, it's hard to get all this wrestling in. Who would ever thought there'd be so much wrestling it's hard to watch it all? It's all good stuff. Yeah. It's all good stuff. So. so that's why Raw and SmackDown has fallen for me, and I just watch watch the good stuff. AEW, NXT, New Japan, NWA. Yeah, I'm, 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 I
Well, before we get to the uh, not good stuff, but the great stuff, which we are end segment of Full Gear, let's get into the uh, your segment, sir. Top five. Okay, I, I don't think Actually, I... Actually, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm going to cut you off, sir. Okay. I teased it I teased it in the beginning. I'm glad I wrote this up. I teased it in the beginning of this podcast. So this morning I was watching on uh, the Access TV show of uh, Power Struggle, and it was the first Power... Now, they, they cut it up into a whole bunch of different parts. So last week's, the main event was Jay White versus Goto, which was the main event of the whole Power Struggle show. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this happening. I remember watching the match. I remember it being a solid four, four and a quarter star match. I remember them getting over 20 minutes. But, so Goto hits the GTR. I watched this just this morning, and this show was like two weeks ago. Goto hits the GTR, and Gito, Ghetto pulls out the ref. And then Shibata comes out. I'm like, I don't remember this. And he chokes out uh, Gato on the outside. Okay. As he's choking him out, Kenta comes out, hits Goto with the go to sleep. Shibata gets up on the apron to go to run at Kenta. Kenta Yakuza kicks Shibata off the apron and then proceeds to stiff kick the crap out of Shibata. Now, kicking him in the in the chest and Shibata's feeding perfectly. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I not remember this? How is I'm like, this is the, the one match that I can book at, at the Tokyo Dome. I mean, obviously, I'm getting... We're getting Okada and Ibushi, which is the number one match. But the one match I want to see the Tokyo Dome is these guys. I'm like, oh, they haven't done anything since the G1 final. I'm like, oh my god, Kenta kicked him in the head, and then he. I mean, first of all, Shibata like choked out Ghetto, which is well, that was great. And then Kenta comes over, Yakuza kicks Shibata, and then he's just stiff kicking him on the outside in the chest. And I was like, how did I miss this from two weeks ago? Yeah, I, I didn't actually get to see that match, but wow. That, yeah. that seems that they're going to set up the tag match. Because I, I would say that in a tag match, or maybe even a six-man tag, you can have Shibata where he doesn't have to take as many bumps. Yeah, and I think I think what may happen is they may do... I think they're going to, with Kenta hitting the GTS on Goto. And everything was time for... Everything was, was... All that stuff that happened, and one thing happened, crowd settled down, they went to the next. So after all this stuff happened, Jay White picks up, Goto hits the... I mean, Goto's already out from the go-to-sleep. He hits the Blade Runner, and that's it. But it looks like that they're going to... I think they're going to do Goto versus Kenta mm-hmm. at night one. And I think maybe Kenta goes over Goto and then Shibata comes out and says, I'm going to challenge you for night two. So maybe they don't set up that angle until January 4th. Yeah. It's like, uh, you teased it at the G1 final. I mean, it got, it got physical at the G1 final. It got more physical with just the two of them uh, on power struggle. So it's just like, well, Shibata like, took a bump on the ape, took a bump on the outside. He took a Yakuza kick and he took a whole bunch of Shibata, uh, Kenta's kicks to the chest. It's like, he, I don't know if they, if they have to wait for him to be cleared, but like, he can do stuff. Yeah, he's obviously he's doing some stuff, so maybe he is clear and they're just teasing it? Who, who knows? But obviously everyone wants to see him wrestle, so if we get anything physical at all, we'll be like, alright, we'll take it. So I guess you missed that too, so it wasn't just me. Yeah. Okay, I just want to, it's a good thing, I got my, if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget about it. Okay, so I just wanted to mention that. So, yeah, hopefully that gets, you know, you as excited as I am. For hopefully they're doing something with Kenton Shabbat at the dump. So, yeah. Okay, so top five, go ahead. Okay, uh, so this is what I have. So, it doesn't have to be in order, but when you do get Disney+, Plus, what are the top five things you want to watch on it? It could be uh, currently out or coming out. Uh, Mandalorian. Uh, Low-key... Bucky Winter Star, yeah, Bucky. Um, yeah, no, you so mean. Bucky, Bucky is Winter Star. Falcon Winter Soldier, 
just a whole bunch of Simpsons. No. So that's four, and then WandaVision. Oh, okay, nice. So I, I have some some old ones in here that I watch, even though I watch them already, and that would be X Men, <laughs> the cartoon, and and the Doug cartoon that Disney had. I didn't know that was on there. Someone said, shared it. I'm like, oh man, I love that cartoon. Uh, she Hulk, and I'm gonna go Miss Marvel, and then Mandalorian when that's all wrapped up. There you go. Well, mine's Disney Plus uh, oh. themed as well. If they can do Marvel kid style cartoons Ooh. on the Disney Plus, what five characters? Like maybe eight to ten episodes. Okay. What five? What five characters or teams would you like to see? Okay, here, here's a good one. Squirrel Girl. Uh, how about Power Pack? That's a good one for the kids. I'll go Spider Gwen. And then two more. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miss Marvel. If you'll let her have a show, that'd be a good one. And then, uh, oh, let me just try to get something here. What what they did? Like uh, a not foul kitty Deadpool. Like where oh, he's just where he's just real wacky and he's not cursing. There we go. Well, there you go. Well, you, you took two of mine. I had Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool. Or Spider Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. I think Spider Woman. Oh, okay, yeah. And there's the 70s cartoon. I want to watch that. <laughs> Which, I'm sure it's terrible, but... I think it's on there. Uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Because they make that little tease because the movie's not going to come out for probably another three or four years. And then I would like to see, like, almost like an origin Magneto story. Oh, that would be cool. For something a little different. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy, all the old stuff that's on there. Like, the stuff that, like, uh, you remember the Spider-Man and his amazing friends where it's, like, Iceman and Firestar? Like, that's on there. Yes. It's like, and then, like, Marvel Action Hour, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, 90s Spider-Man, which that was a really good cartoon, too. I kind of want to watch that. It's just, it's insane, all the stuff that's on there. Yeah, I'm right from Monch. I guess that's why they said they were having issues. Um, yeah, some people were having trouble with it working. I, I think it was only a couple people. It wasn't, like, a real widespread problem. Yeah, so... Alright, so let's see. I know this show's running a little long. We had a lot to talk about, especially with the funk thing. Let's get into full gear. I thought, top to bottom, this was AEW's. Now, I didn't see uh, Fighter Fest or Fire Hall of Fighter the Fallen, but I thought this was top to bottom, hands down, not even close, AEW's best show yet. See, so I didn't get the chance, and I couldn't find anywhere to watch it. I'm sure I could have probably downloaded it, but I like doing that. So all I seen was the end of Jericho and Cody, and then the final match between Moxley and uh, Kenny Omega. So okay, I really can't okay. say. I've, I've heard stuff, so basically you and I'll just chime in about what I heard or, or you know, I got the Dave Meltzer star ratings too, so I can give you that. Okay, we'll start with uh, the, the the pre, or the, the, I guess yeah, the, the buy-in, the yeah. Break, Britt Baker and B. Priestley. Uh, I got this one right, you got this one wrong. Uh, Britt Baker wins with her lockjaw gimmick, and which, it's nice, like, she, she, when she gets on, like, the rings of Saturn, she fights to, like, get her hand in the mouth, and once you get the hand in the mouth, they uh, they tap out immediately. It was a slow start, but then it really really ramped up and beat did some really cool uh, some cool spots. So hopefully this isn't a one and done. I can see the two of them feud. So yeah. what was the star rating on this one? This one got wait, hold on, I just one point seven five. Well, I would have gave it about three. Really? Wow. I would have gave it three. I so thought we maybe even close. I thought they would maybe have B Priestley win just because she kind of needs something. But I understand Rebecca going over. I mean that's their their star in the making. Now, I kind of forget some of the order here. I know they started with Santana Ortiz versus the Young Bucks. Yes. So, Young Bucks come out, and who's in the front row? The Rock and Roll Express. Night. And Amber wants to go open her mouth, and I said, how dare you? <laughs> not, you know, I think it's just because Rock, because the whole mullet thing, like, just drives her absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, so, it's just, I'm like, I'm like, how, don't even say anything, I'll throw you right out. So, <laughs> the match started with, is with you know, the two of them kind of brawling. Uh, for them kind of brawling to kind of pick up from uh, from the build up for this match and they did a lot of 
like you would swear I think I even texted you and I know you're at a show I think I even texted you and I said I think like the Rock and Roll Express were like the agents for the Snatch because they did a lot of old school uh, like Rock and Roll Midnight's fantastic uh, Oli Arn Arn and Tully spots uh, then they built into a long long heat when the finish kind of came out of nowhere but me and you both got it right uh, the former LAX wins I gave this one four and a quarter star wow it's exactly what Dave Meltzer gave it I, I did see the dive uh, from Ricky Morton and the Canadian Destroyers which was pretty cool yeah that was awesome well, and Rock and Roll got a huge uh Huge thing there. Um, I forget what was next. I got this game. list that says uh, Hangman and Pac. That's what I thought. Hangman and Pac. We both got this one around. We both had Pac. Uh, Hangman won. This was, uh, Paige was a little stiffsy on this one, but really? in a good way. There was a lot of hard hit and stuff. I thought this was probably one of Paige's best matches, probably outside of the G1 from last year. But uh, I think Hangman Paige get, God gets the win with the, uh, the Buckshot Larry, and then he hit the uh, Rite of Passage. I gave this one a solid uh, four and quarter start. Four and one quarter stars. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see anything of this match. I seen obviously this week's dynamite match, and it kind of seems like they're going back and forth. Because I, yeah, I had Pac with this one, but Dave Meltzer gave it four point two five. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. All right. Um, I think next was was next that no. Sean Spears the versus Joey Janela. Joey Janela. This match was just okay. Really, not much happening. But I think I told you this might have had the best finish of the whole entire show, and I will tell you what the finish was. So of course, Tully Blanchard gets involved so what happens is they either the ref gets bumped or blind i forget what happened but what happens then is sean spears picks up janella on the outside for a pile driver tully comes off the steps for the spike if you remember that was okay the yeah Buster's finish yeah so i'm like oh my god i'm like that gotta be the finish spears picks them pick throws janelle in the ring gives him the death valley driver which is uh his finish and then uh and then pins him and i was like oh you know there was it was only like eight or nine minutes had a cool finish because it had the old brain buster finish, yeah. which uh, I give this one a solid three stars. And Tully can still do his part of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What would you give it? Three. Okay, uh, Dave Meltzer liked it. A little bit more, he gave it 3.25. I don't know. Sean Spears, for me, just doesn't do it. I think he's just, he's okay. It doesn't stand out to me. I think with Tully, it adds so much Yeah, to it. definitely. I like Tully. If Tully's your manager, he should have a, a heel stable. Or at no, least be like Sean, Bobby yeah, Heenan. Let's start with Sean Spears for now. Yeah. Take it easy there, brother. <laughs> uh, this was, both of us got that one, right? I think next was, was it the tag, uh, match? tag title match? Yes. Okay. SCU Lucha Brothers Private Party. This was just a giant spot fest. Of course, it was what we thought it was. It was a great match. I had an uh, even four stars. Uh, Private Party was there to take the pinfall, which uh, exactly was what we said. That's exactly what happened. SCU gets the win. Me and you both got it right. Uh, what did uh, Big Dave give it? He gave it four even. Wow, three! Yeah, yeah. Look at that. I don't know, me and Big Dave. Yeah, he's taking a next, like here. Next was uh, Rio and uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Sakura. Yeah, Emmy Sakura. Emmy Sakura. Yeah. Uh, the match started out slow, but the finish was really good. It was them trading like flash finishes uh, back and forth. Uh, Rio just gets as the match goes on, she just gets the crowd more and more involved. Like she really knows this kind of kind of worth the underdog thing. Uh, Rio gets the win, which she thought she would with a with a flash pin. Like I said, it was just a fun, slow builder match, um, and I gave this one three and a half stars. And me and you both got this match right. Oh yeah, yeah. We figured Rio would lose the title here. And I think they said that Emmy was a, a trainer of Rio. Yes. Or, or at least did some training. She's not her main trainer. But Dave, Dave Meltzer, he liked. It. He gave four even. Wow, how about that? Uh, next was Joe uh, Jericho and Cody, right? Mm-hmm. Now, okay, you did see the end. I, of I caught. I caught the end of it, so I got in. Uh, after the dive somewhere where Jericho they were they, or where they cleaned up Cody a little bit 
which I think they should have kind of let him bleed because that would have added a little bit more. But I, I, I guess they didn't want to because it, it looked like it definitely was a hard way that he cut himself open because he goes for that, what, like a suicide dive over the top rope on the ramp and just eats it in his face first. Well, I, you know what? And I totally forgot to mention this until we got off the podcast last week because we knew the Lights Out match was going to go on last. And you know they're going to use all sorts of weapons. But they're in Baltimore, Maryland. Maryland is one of the... Um, Lead the one of the worst states for blood. Yeah, like they'll find you, they'll end the match quick. So I think that's so when Cody was bleeding, I was just like, I think that's got to be hard because right, I don't think they can bleed in Maryland. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's why they cleaned it up as fast as they did. Oh, okay, that that makes sense. Then, but I mean, it would add more if they would have let it go. I'm sure if Cody had his way, he would have let it bleed all over like his dad used to. But that makes sense. And then I think it added it added to the finish because. I, we were trying to fit. We knew that Jericho was going to win. Like, how do they get out of this with, like, Cody looking really good? And I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, with uh, Matt J.F. throwing in the towel. And the, he, they could have had it where he didn't turn there. Maybe he turns it, like, on Dynamite or whatever. But, yeah, I'm all right with it. And I like how Jericho, he had him in the the regular uh, Boston Crab. I don't know if they call the it the Lion, lion Tamer. The they call it the Lion Tamer, and then he put in the, the official one after he was stomping on his head. Cause that was very New Japan. I was like, I like this. And that's when uh, MJF threw in the towel, and then, of course, MJF turns on Cody, gives him a little blow. But I, I heard it was, it was a good match. Big Dave gave it 4.5. I would have gave it 4.75. Oh, I wow. a little bit more. Because I just think the drama with the blood, the unintentional blood, and the fact that Cody just kept going for it, and then you, you saw the stitch. I mean, it's all over uh, the internet all over social media how bad yeah it was a, a rough was. cut it was like uneven too so you could tell it wasn't a gig and if it was it was the worst gig ever because it's like jagged and horseshoe yeah you could tell that he really hit down and just ripped his forehead right open yeah, <laughs> pretty I, soon Cody's gonna look like his dad with his forehead I thought it was great the drama was there and I thought they did a good job with that now the only thing that may have ruined it for me is like okay, so Jericho's stomping Cody's head and then he puts in the lion tamer and he keeps looking over at MJF why is he looking over at MJF? And then at first I thought like maybe he was gonna run in, and then I saw he had the towel. And like if he wasn't looking at him, I think they would have they could have milked the towel thing a little bit longer. But that yeah. was just me being that picky. Yeah. But I thought I thought it was great. And then it looked like Cody was gonna turn on MJF. Yeah, that's what I thought for a second. I was just like, I think they're doing this wrong. And then once MJF kind of grabbed Cody by the shoulder and he squared up, he knew what was happening. Yeah. And then we finally got the turn. Now we got 100% heal MJF. Which everybody wants anyway. He kicks him in the wiener. He goes up the ramp. He gets destroyed with a soda oh, or yeah. water or a beer, whatever it was. And then about five minutes later, I saw all over social media that the guy who threw the uh, the drink is a worker. So I don't know if that guy was a plant yeah. or he was just, because he was tagged in like all over the place. But like, that added to it. Just, I mean, that was great. Yeah, I mean, he got destroyed with that thing. So, regardless, I mean, I have people saying it's a plant, that it's not regardless. It was a really cool visual. Yes, yes, it was. Kind of like the NWO getting, or Hogan getting garbage thrown at him. Yeah. Uh, then we get to the main event. Moxley and Omega, lights out. Man, I was texting you back and forth on this. I still don't know what to make of this match. I've seen some people rated a dud. I've seen some people rated five stars. Mm-hmm. I just, some love man, it and some, some don't. Like, I guess it all depends on how you... You know, filled with weapons and deathmatchy stuff. It wasn't a, a full blown deathmatch, which I'm I'm no deathmatch guy, but I I liked it. I mean, I didn't I didn't hate it. Maybe maybe a little too long because I think what what 38 minutes or something like that. So maybe too a little bit too long. A lot of going to get weapons to set them up rather than you know why wouldn't you just pin them? So there's kind of that. But I I, I enjoyed it. I don't watch deathmatches. I thought maybe maybe the glass was a little too much, and they both took 
suplexes on the glass and got all their backs all cut up and then of course the the barbed wire spider web pit thing at the end is like oh ugh. and there was the one that shot one. when uh when Kenny has the barbed wire broom and he hits Moxley in the head with it, it's like, ugh! And it just, it, his neck or something just immediately started bleeding. Well, you knew the, they don't have the mousetraps. I think they even texted you when they kicked on the ring. I said, I thought I saw mousetraps. Yeah, you could and see like one. like five minutes later, I was like, oh boy. Um, that's something. But yeah, like, maybe if they would have taken off, it would be 12 minutes and not done as much. Because it's just like, okay, you're using glass mousetraps, three different things of barbed wire, and then you're using the, you're cutting the apron off, like, can you really sustain that for almost 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Hats it's off hard. with both those guys because they killed each other. Now, the barbed wire on the bat and the broom were definitely real because you can see Kenny's back getting ripped open from the bat. Oh, yeah. You can see uh, Moxie obviously got, you know, juiced hard way there. I think the glass might have been fake because, like, Moxie was. Yeah. Yeah. But still, Moxie. like, when, when Kenny got suplexed on it, it still cut him open a little bit. Yeah, but when Moxie was crawling through it, I didn't see too much there. So, yeah. And I think the barbed wire spider net was mostly fake. Yeah, I, I think they probably made that. Because if you got suplexed on that legit, that would really <laughs> that would really cut you up. Yeah, it didn't seem like they... Not only that, but the refs that were pulling them out, they were wearing sorts, the, the regular short sleeves shirts, and they were wearing gloves. Yeah, which you would so want to wear. Like, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, I need... But, uh, I mean, again, I think out of... All the crazy stuff that happened in the match, I think the craziest bump was the Miss Phoenix splash on the board. Oh, yeah, because, ugh. I mean, I wouldn't want to take that bump. There's no safe way to really take that. I mean, something's got to hit first, and it's just hitting wood, <laughs> you know? You saw he was going up, and you saw like he was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, Ken, you're already up there. You can't come down now. Yeah. So, and then ugh. you can even see as soon as he came up from that's where his eye got busted open. Yeah. And, and like, ugh, just landed on him. Could you imagine then getting, like, a rug burn off a piece of wood? <laughs> No, thank you. But yeah, that yeah. match was, was it was it was a crazy match. So Big Dave gave it. Uh, hold on, four point five. So he he liked it, even with all the okay. uh, the plunder, as Dusty would say. Now I listened to his review the day before, and he said he doesn't think it moved AEW forward, and he said he hopes he never sees a match like this again. So I thought he wouldn't have, he would have gave it a dud rating. He gave it four point five, which I think was the was that the highest rated match. Or well, that, that and Jericho, Jericho he gave the same. Yeah, four point five. Yeah. Again, I can see any. You know, I've seen some people rated a dud. I've seen some people say it was the match of the year. So I guess. Uh, it all depends if you like the real hardcore violent stuff. Yeah. So, um, all in all, great show. Out of eight matches, I got six right. Out of eight matches, Andy Hunter, you got six right. So Ooh, how about six. that? Yeah. So I, what do I see? I enjoyed. I would like to watch the full match sometime. This is like when when AEW could use a network. But you know, everyone's like, oh, what's going to be on the network? But like, hey. If they said, hey, pay us $15 a month and you get the pay-per-views, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how where you would see this. I'll see if I can find a link or YouTube or something. I'm sure it's yeah. probably up now on YouTube. Maybe matches individually, you know? Yeah. I mean, you did see it. I think Jared and Cody was the best match. Masi Omega was a spectacle. Uh, Santoro and Ortiz, it was fun because a lot of old school stuff and, like, you know, the stuff with the rock and roll was good. Everything else is just really, really good. But again, if you're going to watch one match this weekend, watch the main event of the Noah Show. I, I, that might have been better than anything on AEW. The main wow. event of the Noah Show. I love that. That's just I don't know. Maybe just preference. But I mean, well, you like the Japanese stuff. Right? Yeah. They could literally they could have put that match at the Tokyo Dome, and you could have said like they could have copy pasted that match at the Tokyo Dome, and you would have said 
that out of the two nights, that was like the second best match or the third best match. <laughs> that's how good. It, that's how good that that the match was. That's I have, to, I have to watch it then. I'm giving it way too high price. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. see. You're gonna oh, I watched it. Like, it was only four it was, and a half. Stars. It was all right. It was only four and a half stars. So. Oh man. Yeah, just go on. Uh, I don't think you don't have a you don't have a show tomorrow, do you? No, I actually don't. My friend wanted me to go somewhere with him, but I don't like, go pick up parts, but I don't know if I'm going to go, so. I can get a lot of well, stuff done. Go, sir. Yeah. yeah, when you get a chance, I go, I go on the old YouTube type and Noah the Best, you see it pop up, and like I said, just the, I I only watched the last four matches, the whole card looked really good, but if you're going to watch one match, go to the, uh, you probably go about maybe about three hours in, because I know they do like the celebrations afterwards, and they do the press conference Yeah, so that, that eats up like 30 minutes at least. Yeah, so if you go into, I think, about three hours in, you'll get the, uh, not only that, but they'll show, like, everything leading up to it. Like, uh, Kino winning the uh, the N1, and uh, Kiyomiyo just, like, running rough shot through Noah over the past year. I think he's only 23 years old, wow. so. So, I got an update here. Ashley said that the Star Wars holiday special is not on Disney+, Plus. so I guess even Disney doesn't want to put it up there. <laughs> to pay extra for that. Yeah, that that's a Disney++, Plus Plus. you get the holiday Star Wars special. <laughs> Double plus, double yeah. plus. All right, partner. I know we probably ran this one a little bit long. We kind of knew we were going to. Obviously, we we probably gonna spend a good hour and a half just talking about the punk stuff. So, uh, excellent show. I'd like to say so. Is there anything else that you want to get in before we uh, we call it a show? No, no. Might as well just do the plugs now. So, if you still want to buy a shirt, we still have them. We have blue. We have black. We have faded black, and we'll be selling them at True Wrestling on the 23rd in Burke, Pennsylvania. $20, we'll ship them to you, but it's going to cost an extra five for the shipping. You know what? What can you do? $25. So, that shirt's medium or small through, well, 3X, because the 4X are, are sold. So, still got shirts. Just message one of us. We'll get it to you. And you can find me on Facebook, Andy Header. Same thing on Instagram. Just search my name. And then I got plugged the other two podcasts that I do that I always forget to. That's Tornado Tag Podcast, where we had Paul Bo call in this week and talk about the Impact Shows. So, that was fun. And Fox Vineyard called in and talked about his... uh wrestling what he's doing and what he's up to and then uh, the things are and now it's just not going high school podcast and you find them on any podcast thing just type in not going high school or tornado tag podcast so that's all i got to plug what do, you, what do you got uh next saturday we will be back in Burwood for true wrestling we know who we're wrestling but we cannot say it just as of yet so stay tuned probably this weekend will probably be announced so yeah the 23rd social media should be a good show though media. Yes, speaking of social social medias, I am on Twitter and the Instagram under, uh, just search under uh, Matt Turner. I should pop up there, guys. We appreciate all the support for the shirts and just uh, tagging us in certain promotions you want to see us in. It's greatly appreciated and appreciate the support in the podcast. And I know that you guys have blown me up on social media these past few days and about the one uh, CM Punk. So if you guys want to continue to talk about it, by all means, guys. Um, anything you want to talk about on the podcast outside of country music, I will be more than happy to discuss with you uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter. So, uh, partner, I'm going to tag you in for the finish of episode number 75. So, there's the hot. Uh, hold on. There's the tag. <laughs> there we go. That's a tag. So, for episode 75, I'll come with some creative name with Disney Plus in it. Plus, 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 plus. But until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.